Smith here. It's the podcast, episode 28. Hell's fucking yeah. Can you believe we made it this far? And I was actually kind of worried, folks. I was worried I would have a good show for you guys tonight. I was like going to get on here and be like, dudes, I can't lie to you. My show sucks tonight. Nothing fucking interesting happened this week. But something amazing happened. I was laying out the show as I do every fucking time I do this show. I kind of lay out it like a storyboard. And man, this show really fucking came together. It's amazing. So, got a great show for you tonight. At least a three-hour fucking show. I'm excited about it. And also, it's Filter Friday. Yay! Filter fucking Friday. So, a lot of people thought the uh, filters were annoying last week. I did it last Monday. But a lot of people fucking loved it. A lot of people were like, shit, that is some funny shit, dude. So, uh, I'm only going to do the filters on Fridays. Call it Filter Fridays. So, that's the that's the plan. Got some cool new filters lined up for you guys today. All fucking new filters. This is what it looked like if I had red hair. This is dusty with red hair. Look at all my fucking hair, man. I used to be bald. Like, I used to have this huge fucking bald spot right up here at the top of my head. This entire fucking thing was completely bald. And then I had, like, hair reconstruction surgery. And then I take, like, these uh, generic Propecia and, uh, what is it? Finasteride. Generic Finasteride and generic Propecia on my head every fucking day. And it grows that shit back so well it's amazing gotta fucking love technology eventually they'll have like pills you can take where your hair will just fucking grow back eventually science will fix that shit but for now we need surgery and shit let's see some other fucking filters i'm gonna be trying today uh how about a dog that's right here we go uh, uh, okay i'll be a dog for a little while so let's go ahead and get started with the show as always you want to support the show please consider supporting me on patreon patreon.com punch last podcast podcast hells yeah we're up to 357 dollars a month we're rich we're raking it in here dusty you're only doing this for the money hells yeah i am making so much money doing this it is a fucking amazing so uh patreon.com podcast please consider supporting the show most of the money goes to the human society of mississippi animal sanctuary and if we get up to 1500 a month I would do a second show, a third show actually, a third show on Wednesdays, an early show on Wednesdays for my European viewers, and uh, I might do it just for Patreons, not sure yet, but please consider supporting me, and also the best way to support it is Super Chats, Super Chats, the lifeblood of the show, Super Chats, please consider supporting me on Super Chat, um, if you guys like the show, please support it, or else I'm going to stop doing it, the ratings for the last show weren't that great, unfortunately, it was only like 10,000 views, so... Please tell people about the show. We're trying to grow the show up. We're trying to make the show popular so we can keep doing it. And Super Chats is a great way to support the show. No question is dodged. I will answer every fucking question you guys have for me. Whatever you guys got. I ain't afraid of it. So Super Chat me up. That is the way to do this. Let me put on my headset. We'll get ready to start the show up. So now we're going to talk about uh, rationality rules again. We'll talk about a little bit about Jordan Peterson and Milo Snuffleupagus. Hey, what happened to my ears? My ears folded up, dude. Is it because I put this thing on? What happened to my ears? Uh, I don't know what the fuck happened to my ears. God damn it. My ears folded down. Let's try something else. How about some devil horns? Yeah, because I'm the fucking devil, motherfuckers. Yeah, what up? I'm 40 and just figured out Snapchat. Hells yeah. Awesome. So let's go ahead and get started on the fucking show. Uh, I'll read that super chat when I come back. Let's go ahead and start off with talking about rationality rules. So anyway, uh, Chrissy Ossity, you guys know who that is? She's a YouTuber. Um, pretty cool. I like Chrissy Ossity. She's pretty nice. And, uh, she made a video pointing out some more transphobic videos that rationality rules put out. And, uh, look, folks, 
I don't claim to speak for the trans community. I don't, okay? But what I do do is, I do do, <laughs> I'm 12. What I do do is I go in their chat rooms and I, I'm in a few of the groups that they're in and, and I'm friends with a lot of them. Friends with a lot of the prominent members in the trans community. And I just listen. I listen to what they tell me, what they're talking about. And uh, and then I just explain to you guys what they're saying. I'm not speaking for them. I'm not, I'm not even saying that all trans people feel this way. Obviously, they don't. I'm sure some trans people feel like rationality rules did absolutely nothing wrong. They feel like he's being bullied and ganged up on. And, and, and I'm positive. There's plenty of trans people that feel that way. So I'm not trying to speak for the trans community. But there is a portion of the trans community who do have what I consider a legitimate problem with rationality roles, and they're speaking out about it. They're making videos about it. They're talking about it in chat rooms, and they're saying, hey, this is the stuff that he's doing. This is why we think that he's being transphobic. This is why we don't think he's an ally. And, uh, and I'm just telling you guys what they're saying. I'm not speaking for them. These are not my opinions per se. I mean, they're sort of my opinions mixed in with it. But for the most part, this is just what they are telling me, and I am just telling you guys what they're telling me so one of the uh one of their big allies is chrissiosity i don't think anybody would argue that chrissiosity is actually considered an ally in the trans community and she made a video pointing out some other stuff that rationality rules was doing that is uh that before his most recent anti-trans video where he tried to make it seem like the evil trans menace is going to come in and destroy all the women's sports that's just transphobic stupid bullshit i don't know what the fuck he's thinking but this isn't his first uh delving into transphobic bullshit not at all and this is a guy that goes around and calls himself an ally to the lgbtq trans community but question i question it doubt um not really sure that's true so we're gonna take a look at this christiosity video real quick and uh we'll show you what she has to say about it um so first of all, she basically goes into just talking about how the whole situation behind rationality rules, about how he made his video, and uh, the video was seen as transphobic by many in the trans uh, community, and they were speaking out against it, and they had a problem with it. And he came out, and he did, in his uh, credit, he made two videos now saying he made mistakes in that video. Now, he hasn't yet said a single word about what mistakes he made, so which is kind of shitty because the video's been out for over a month and a half. It doesn't take that long to correct the record. But he did. He said, he said he's sorry, and he's going to make a video coming out um, explaining why he was wrong. And he also said that he might donate the money from the original video and all sub subsequent videos about this trans issue to a trans cause, which is good. Like, I want to give him credit. Like, he's trying. Seems like he's trying to make amends for making a bad video, a bad anti-trans video. And I don't want to shit on him too bad for it because everybody is deserving of redemption, in my opinion. All you have to do is own up to your fuck-ups and explain to the public why you fucked up and use these fuck up as a teachable tool and also use them uh to change you you know to change your behavior and as long as you do that boom fucking redemption you're redeemed motherfucker as far as i'm concerned but uh he hasn't done that yet the apologizing is cool and all but when you don't really explain why you're apologizing and you're don't and you have a history of doing anti-trans stuff doesn't look that great so anyway um Christiosity explains all this, and then she says, but he has a history of, of saying anti-trans uh, shit in videos, or at least supporting people who are clearly anti-trans. Um, so to illustrate this, she points out two videos he did. Uh, he did a video about Jordan Peterson, and I actually liked this video about Jordan Peterson. He, uh, I actually used his video about Jordan Peterson in my video about Jordan Peterson. He had some cool graphics and shit, some text and shit I thought was uh, 
professional looking. And I used that. I should have credited him, but I didn't really credit him like I should have. So, yes, I used his video, and I thought it was really good. But I forgot all about the beginning part of it, where he basically, before he shits on Jordan Peterson, he explains what he likes about Jordan Peterson. And basically what he likes about Jordan Peterson is his anti-trans stance. That's, he doesn't say it in that many words, but yes, that's what he says. I'll, I'll play it for you here, and Chris Yassity points it out. See, it's about four and a half minutes into this video, so let's see here. Let's see if I'm close enough. And Peterson, as he's obviously an intelligent and insightful man who's defending... Here, let's see. And, and while we watch, focus on what it is he says he likes about them and the specific examples he chooses to show his reasons for believing them worthy of that regard. We'll start with Peterson. So let me begin by saying that I entirely appreciate why so many venerate and idolize Jordan Peterson, as he's obviously an intelligent and insightful man whose defense of free speech and biological facts has been truly admirable. All right, so here what he says, his defense of free speech and biological facts. So what he's talking about right there is what Jordan Peterson's claim to fame is, the Bill C-16 thing where Jordan Peterson literally lied about Bill 616. He was going around telling people that trans activists were going to make it to where if you insult their clothes, just insulting their fashion, you could be charged with a hate crime. Like, literally, if you go and look at, uh, just go on twi Twitter, just go on Twitter and search for trans Bill C-16 back in the two years Jordan Peterson has been lying about this, and you can just read for yourself the avalanche of hate he has caused amongst the trans people amongst the trans community i mean it's just it's absolutely fucking ridiculous so basically here Stephen rationally rules saying yeah what i like about jordan peterson is that he was totally right about his whole biological science his biological reality thing his whole standing up for free speech against the evil trans people who are going to make you call them silly pronouns and he even goes on to say uh in a second i'll play it that that's what he admires about peterson the most mm -hmm. Free speech and biological facts, huh? And for anyone out there saying, gee, I wonder what that means and what he could possibly be talking about there. Well, don't worry, he'll get to it in a bit. Let me just finish out the intro. In fact, it's precisely for these reasons that he has my respect. It's precisely for those reasons he has his respect. It's because he lied about Bill C-16 and caused tremendous hate amongst the trans community because of it. But Peterson lied about Bill C-16 so much that the most respected legal body in Canada, the Canadian Bar Association, had to come out and say, hey, this dude is misrepresenting the whole thing. This is not true at all. This is what the bill really says. This is what the bill really does. And, you know, you guys are being, they didn't say it in not many words. They said, yeah, you guys are being lied to. You're being misled. So this is what Stephen Woodard, is that his name? Rationality Rules admires the most about Jordan Peterson. Nice. Oh, such a free speech warrior standing up against biological reality. Yeah, you stupid trans people. See, this is why people don't think that you're an ally to the trans community. You see, it's stuff like this. Usually allies for the trans community don't come out and agree with Jordan Peterson's lies about Bill C-16 and call him a free speech warrior because of it. You know, usually trans allies put out videos in favor of trans rights. Or, you know, explain, like, Donald Trump, just like yesterday, uh, loosened rules that medical professionals have to actually treat trans people. So I'm going to show you this in a minute. Um, we're going to cover it. But basically, trans people can be denied service for medical help, you know, which is in fucking insane, man. Isn't that insane? That's the kind of thing that, you know, trans allies, they do videos about. They don't make 
one-sided propaganda videos about how trans people are going to destroy female sports. No, when you do shit like that, it makes people think, hey, maybe you're not as much of a trans ally as you think. Anybody can just say they're a trans ally. Anybody can they just say that they're an LGBTQ ally. Anybody can just say we're not a racist. But if you like say you're not a racist and you go out and spread racist bullshit, your words mean nothing. Just like if you say, I'm the biggest fucking trans ally in the world, but you, then you continuously do things that make people think you're not a trans ally, like backing Jordan Peterson's lies or making videos against trans people. But this is not even the fucking worst of it. I'm about to get the worst of it. Um, and then he goes on to make a video about... Uh, what the fuck's this guy's name? I'm drawing a blank on his name. God damn it. Fucking weed. I didn't even smoke any goddamn weed before I did the show. I usually don't smoke weed before 12 hours, like afternoon, about eight hours before the show. Uh, ben Shapiro, that's this guy's name. So it has a video on Ben fucking Piro, um, who I talk about every day. How the fuck did I forget that guy's name? And he points out to Ben Shapiro. Let's see if I can find Chrissyosities. I think it's five and a half minutes into it. Let's see. Anyway, the thing he defends Ben Shapiro on is even more transphobic than the Peterson thing. Let's play it. Following few videos, I intend to explain precisely our perception of realist truth, yeah, justifiable, justifiable. Never, ever. Shapiro right, is one. While I reject many of his assertions, right, such as morality it. requiring free will. If you don't have the capacity to choose, how do you have moral responsibility? He rarely commits a logical fallacy. That is, unless he's arguing for religion. On this topic, I find him staggeringly poor. Maybe I missed it. Let me see. Did I miss it already? Where, she, where he fucking said So it? in case anyone is thinking that, well, that was a year ago, let's move on to his video about Shapiro. There we go. Love him or loathe him, I'm sure you'll agree with me when I say that Ben Shapiro is one of the greatest debaters around. And He's intelligent, quick-witted, excellent at avoiding distractions, is amply armed with references, and, of course, he wields some fantastic one-liners. When you make a substance illegal, the people who are criminals were criminals before, and they're criminals after. Al Capone was not going to turn into a banker after Prohibition ended. Let me ask you this. How, okay, I won't ask you how old... I will ask you how old you are, okay? Because you're young enough that it's probably not insulting to ask you. So... I'm 22, so I'm probably only naive, right? No. Why aren't you 60? Why aren't you 60? <laughs> and yet, despite Ben's prowess, I disagree with him on almost every major issue. Sure, I'm with him when he's dispensing unrehearsed emotional college students who embody the regressive left. I'm not denying your humanity if you're a transgender person. I am saying that you are not the sex to which you claim to be. But on most topics, such as politics, abortion and free will, I'm fervently against him. But I can always understand where he's coming from. While I reject many of his assertions, such as morality requiring free will. If you don't have the capacity to choose, how do you have moral responsibility? He rarely commits a logical fallacy. That is, unless he's arguing for religion. On this topic, I find him staggeringly poor. So, again, we see that in this case as well, Woodford specifically chooses an example about transphobia to discuss how he is with him and call his opponent arguing the other side, an emotional, unrehearsed college student who embodies the regressive left. Okay, that's very important, what you just said. He's basically used this clip as reasons that he stands with Ben Shapiro. He thinks he's excellent at a debater for what he said right here. And the girl he is talking to is just part of the regressive left. She's a stupid regressive lefty. So now Chris Yass is going to play the full clip that Rationality Rules is giving a shout-out to and saying he agrees with. And this is, and see if this is not the most transphobic bullshit you've ever heard in your fucking life that he says he's agreeing with here and calling the person on the other side of this argument a regressive leftist. 
In fact, let me show you the whole exchange that Woodford is clipping from so you can see exactly what it is he's endorsing and who he is rejecting as regressive. So, how do you say that some people don't have privilege when you basically just said that trans people aren't valid, they're not a thing, they're just girls pretending to be boys or boys pretending to be girls? Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Oh, someone's excited, okay. but gender is a completely different thing. No, gender is not disconnected from sex, so. It's not completely disconnected, but it's still a cultural thing, it's still from society. Okay, no, it is not in the mind, okay? You're not a man if you think you're a man. And I didn't say pretending, or if I did, I shouldn't have said pretending, let me amend. Okay, I said a boy who thinks he's a girl. That's the usual phraseology I use. Not playing. I usually say a boy who thinks he's a girl or a girl who thinks he's a boy, which is technically what we're talking about here. As far as the actual psychological issues at play, it used to be called gender dysphoria or gender identity disorder. Now they call it gender dysphoria. The idea that, that sex or gender are malleable is not true. Okay, and I'm not denying your humanity if you're a transgender person. I am saying that you are not the sex to which you claim to be. You're still a human being, and you're a human being with an issue that I'm, you know, I wish you Godspeed in, in dealing with in whatever way you see fit. But if you are going to dictate to me that I'm supposed to pretend, I'm supposed to pretend that men are women and women are men, no. My answer is no. I'm not going to, I'm not going to modify basic biology because it threatens your subjective sense of what you are. Okay, but you're still saying these kids should like, not be accepted because they don't really fit in either place? They can't just like... I'm saying that the Boy Scouts have a standard. You must be a biological boy to be a Boy Scout. You have to be a boy to be a boy. And that's not even true. Boy Scout has recently changed their rules where girls are allowed in there. So when he says, where is it written? It's written in the Boy Scout's name. No, it's not. It's literally not written in the Boy Scout's name. It's in their charter that girls can join the Boy Scouts. So even this point he's wrong about. Boy Scout. In the name Boy Scouts. <laughs> Because because it, because this is because this is a, a very okay, for, because for all of human history, boy meant boy and girl meant girl. Boy did not mean girl. And if I call you a moose, are you suddenly a moose? Okay. If I redefine our terms, no. It's a, yes. That's right. Men and women are a completely different thing. This is true. Have you ever met a man or a woman? They're completely different. Okay, why, why is that? I don't understand. Why? Okay, let me ask you this. How, okay, I won't ask you how old. I will ask you how old you are, okay? Because you're young enough that it's probably not insulting to ask you. So, I'm 22, so I'm probably only naive, right? No, why aren't you 60? Why aren't you 60? Because that's a why, question. That's nothing to do with Why can't you about. identify as 60? Why, what, what is the problem with you identifying as 60? Because it's not the same as gender. You can't just. You're right. Age is significantly less important than gender. So anyway, is that not the most transphobic shit you've ever heard? I mean, he's literally saying every fucking transphobic narrative meme that he can possibly think of, right? And this is what Rationality Rules is saying he agrees with. He thinks he's, you know, an excellent debater for, and he's destroying those young college regressive leftists. You know, this is transphobic, dude. You're spreading transphobia. You are, like... You can say, that's not trans. Yes, it is. It's transphobia. When you spread lies about trans people to make people afraid of them, that's transphobia, dude. Like, Bill C-16 is going to make people call you, force you to call trans people silly pronouns. You're going to go to jail or be charged with hate speech. That's transphobia, dude. You know, and saying that gender is not malleable. Yes, it is. It is very malleable. Like, we know this now. We understand this. Gender is a social construct uh, and that depends on which 
social roles you choose to take upon yourself. You know, if you choose to take the more feminine roles upon yourself, then you're seen as a female by the gender roles. If you're seen, if you take more of masculine roles, you're seen as more of a masculine, as a man, by the socially constructed gender roles. It is malleable. We understand how this works now. This is just basic social science. And, you know, it's disappointing to see rationality roles continue to agree with these transphobic Republican conservative shitheads. And that's why he's taken the flack he's taken from it. He absolutely deserves to take the flack he's taken flack from it. And, uh, you know, his apologies thus far to me have been kind of lackluster because he hasn't addressed any of this stuff. And he has a history of doing this. So if you guys wonder why people in the trans community are saying that he's transphobic or they don't, you know, believe that he's an ally at the very least, they do not think that he's an ally. I'm not talking about everybody in the trans community. I'm only talking about certain people. But if you're wondering why these people do not believe he's actually an ally when he says he is, this is why. Because he has a history of it. So anyway, hopefully he will address that shit. Like imagine like if he came out with a video against Bill C-16 or a, a video a, against what... Um, Ben Shapiro just said about gender not being malleable. You know, that's what allies do. That's what you do when you're an ally. You don't fucking make propaganda videos against trans people when you're an ally. And then you get caught out. You're like, oh, I love trans people. I'm the biggest ally trans people ever have. No, dude, it doesn't work like that. You know, you have to, you're either an ally or you're not. You can't fucking pretend with that shit. But anyway, that's a good video from Christiosity. She goes through it in a much better uh, way than I did. It's really hard to do it live because when you're live, all my thoughts get jumbled up and I don't speak as well as I wish I could. But uh, she does a very good job of it. And if you guys want to check that video out, please uh, subscribe to Christiosity on YouTube. And uh, you'll get kind of a better feel for where the trans community is coming from, I think. And I guess we'll, I guess we'll cover the Jordan Peterson thing. So a little bit of a clickbait in the title. A little bit when I said that... Um, Milo called out Jordan Peterson. He did kind of call him out. It wasn't any kind of big thing. Their, their conversation was mostly, um, I guess, polite and nice. But he did call him out on one thing. But the funny thing is, is Milo doesn't like Jordan Peterson. And since Jordan Peterson doesn't actually research any of these things, he doesn't research anything he's fucking talking about. Like when he went and debated Zizek and he just didn't read any of Zizek's books. Instead, he read the Communist Manifesto for the first time which is outdated literature that socialists don't even really follow these days. It's kind of like an ancient blueprint that they've improved upon over the years. So in much the same way, he didn't bother to research Milo and find out Milo doesn't actually like him. So uh, let's see. A guy wrote a book named Vox Day, um, and the book was called Jordanetics, A Journey to the Mind of Humanity's Greatest Thinker. And I guess it's making fun of Jordan Peterson. It's him in a uh, straitjacket or whatnot. So, apparently, the forge of the book was written by Milo Snuffleupagus. And uh, here's what Milo says, which is funny. Milo is always sucking his own dick. He thinks he's so smart, but he's like, I'm a smart person, really smart, actually, and very expensively educated. But half the time, I just can't understand a bloody word Jordan Peterson says. And I've been thinking recently about why that could be. Ordinarily, I can listen to someone prattling on quickly, get to the heart of what they are trying to express. That's one of the skills you pick up as a journalist. You learn to quickly identify the core of a problem, the essence of what's being said. You learn to filter out the noise and to identify bullshitters. But with Jordan Peterson, once I filtered out the noise, I don't find a lot left to work with. And there's another problem. He lies. So I'm making fun of uh, Milo, but he's actually saying the truth right here, except for the part about him being smart and all that bullshit and sucking on his dick. Uh, he's, uh, he's right about Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson is nonsense. 
He talks word salad, and when you actually filter down and break down what he's saying, sentence by sentence, it's nothing. It means nothing. And uh, so he's right about that. He goes on to say, Peterson's reaction to Kavanaugh raises questions about his attitude, too, and relationships with women, which I haven't seen many people discuss. There is something off about the way he talks about his daughter. He's basically accusing him of being kind of like Trumpish with his daughter, too. Though I can't work out what it is. And I note in his habit of describing the feminine as chaos and the masculine as order, a kind of incorrupt incomprehension and fear of women, which makes him a very poor role model for men. It does explain his appeal to a certain kind of socially awkward, sexually confused guy who cannot relate to girls. But Peterson is just the same, so he isn't going to help these guys. So basically, he just shit all over the fucking Peterson. He doesn't like Peterson, so clearly Peterson didn't know this when he was on there. So he got on there, and he basically kind of called Peterson out for uh, the self-inflicted wound, where Peterson wanted to be a fellowship at uh, one of the uh, Ivy League colleges, and they basically said, fuck you to Peterson about it. And uh, Milo kind of calls him out for it, so let's listen, shall we? Come on. Because you asked for it, because although you declared... Shut up for a second. All right, rewind. Boom, go Milo. I don't work in the same economy that a lot of other people do, in the prestige economy. Um, you wanted prestige when you asked Cambridge for that fellowship. Um, and you sort of invited that little embarrassment on yourself because you asked for it. Because although you've declared... Well, war, they said I asked for it, but that wasn't exactly... If you didn't, you didn't. But you declared war on a class of institution, um, you know, a higher education, to then uh, ask for or expect or be pleased to receive baubles from institutions that you have declared war on struck me as very odd and obviously destined for, you know, uh, a mess. Mm, um, that's an interesting point. Might and it's because... A moment of, like, false optimism. I don't think it's false optimism. I think it's, I think it's because you still live in the prestige economy because I think that stuff matters to you. Yeah, basically what he's saying is you want these academics to suck your dick you want them to like you, you want them to look up to you and think you're a fellow academic but at the same time you do nothing but shit on academia what are you expecting you're obviously trying to have your cake and eat it too so it kind of caused about i never realized milo had such an like a freddie mercury overbite i guess i haven't paid that much attention to him but anyway yeah kind of caused him out there a little bit jordan peterson's like yeah, i guess i was just hoping for the best no motherfucker you were trying to get them to love you academia to love you but they're not going to love you because for one you shit all over academia and you try to convince people you know that it's somehow maybe it's not all the academia you hate but a large portion of it is somehow damaging to children and so obviously they're not going to accept you if you're if you shit on them um, plus they don't really respect you anyway a lot of the uh, a lot of professors are left-leaning obviously the more education you receive the more on the left you generally are also the more likely you are to be an atheist so uh, obviously right-wing douchebags who go around and lie about shit like bill c16 and not only that but tons of shit are, are not going to ingratiate themselves to academics so trying to suck up to them doesn't make you look good and he also goes on to basically uh, tell him he's not funny right to his face he uh He's sucking his own dick once again, saying how funny he actually is when Milo isn't fucking funny at all. But, um, yeah, let's see. He, he basically claims all the all the righties are not funny at all. Of my many companies, the one that was funded by, by the Mercers, oh, who withdrew it. their political allegiance from Steve. Not a single one of you is funny. Not a single one of you could have like someone shut shit. up. Fuck, but I'm not dead. I, 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 don't see, any I, per- I don't have any personal liability whatsoever. There's some right, total. Well, it's not going to work. So fuck it. I'm just going to skip past that because for whatever reason, my computer's not going to work. But 
Oh, I guess I could try it one more time. God damn it. Live shows. I guess I could download all these videos from Twitter ahead of time and it would be better. But, uh, yeah, it should just fucking work. Come on, dude. What's the problem? All right, let's try it one more time. Come on, you can do it. You can do it, computer. I have faith. You know, no. I get the odd good one off on stage. No. Not so much All right, this is where he tells him he's not funny. He's like, none of you guys are funny. I'm hilarious, obviously. I'm fucking Milo. I'm a fucking comedian. No, you're not funny either, Milo. None of you are funny. There is nobody in the conservative or libertarian ecosystem who offers what I do. There isn't. There's not a single fucking one of you who can crack a good joke. You know, no. I get the odd good one off on stage. It's no. not so much on YouTube. You have your gifts. That's not one of them. Um, <laughs> you, not a single one of you is funny. Not a single one of you could have a late night chat show. Yeah, well, neither could you. There is nobody in you the conservative have a late night chat show. Definitely not. You are not a funny person. You are not a comedian, Milo. You're a joke, dude. No one takes you seriously except a few people on the far right, but. And, of course, Jordan Peterson's wanted to suck your dick because you used to be popular in the right, and he's just trying to, uh, you know, win over as much of that fan base as he possibly can. But uh, And here's Milo saying, basically, he says, I fucked black guys because I have mommy issues. Making sure that my mother saw me bring shit. them home or saw me out with them to antagonize. Let's see. I fuck black guys because of my mommy. I distinctly remember picking... Um... Ethnic minority male sexual partners Black. and making sure that my mother saw me bring them home or saw me out with them to antagonize her. <laughs> Very mature of you. That's what little white girls do. I put black guys because it makes my daddy mad. Yeah, well, keep it up. Black guys ain't, ma ain't minding, I guarantee you. They're like, yeah, hate your daddy. Give me that white pussy. That's what they're saying about you, Milo. Give me that white booty. Make your mama mad. Make her sad. You a bad son. Hilarious. But anyway, that was the bullshit conversation that Milo had with Jordan Peterson. If you guys uh, want to check that out, I don't recommend it. It sucked. So let's read some super chats. Super chats. Hells yeah. Bort license plate. $2. Here's a super chat. You half dog a-hole. I know. That's true, right? I am such a piece of shit. I got a little pinhead. I'm kind of cute though, ain't I? And uh, Autumn, oh God, Patrickchor, I don't know, sorry. Hi, Dad, what's up, Autumn? I wish I pronounced your name. Should be Smith, that'd be easier to pronounce. Melrian G-Man, $15, says, love the show. Question, do you think it is fair for a news outlet to criticize Soph, the young far-right comedian girl? Some people think it's exploitive of them to do so. What do you think? Nah, it's fine. I don't give a shit that she's a kid. If she's out there spreading racism and alt-right bullshit, she deserves to be called out. Who cares if she's a fucking kid? You know, uh, if you make do public harm, your age doesn't matter. Now, yeah, it, it, her family should be called out, too, obviously. Whoever is uh, helping her out with this, whoever's writing the scripts for her, I don't think she's doing it herself. I think it's her brother. So, yeah, her brother should be shit on for it as well. But, yeah, it's fine to call her out. I mean, kids, you know, just because it's a kid doesn't mean they can get away with bloody fucking murder without getting called out about it. Fuck that shit. Call her out. Plus, she's, like, getting to be 14 or 15 now. She's going to be, like... 16, which is uh, not that I would ever have sex with a 16 year old, but 16 is the legal age in Mississippi. So she's becoming of legal age where you're kind of responsible for your actions. So, yeah, that's fine in my opinion. Uh, Dude217 gave me $2 Canadian and said, Love the show, Dusty. Keep it up. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'm having a whole lot of fun doing this show. Like, hopefully, you guys will recommend the show to other people and hopefully it'll pick up some on the ratings a little bit. Uh, I'd like to grow it if I can. And so, hopefully, you guys will help me do that. 
What scientific advancement do you want the most? Uh, life extension. I want to live as long as I possibly can and have the highest quality of life I possibly can. Transhumanism would be cool. Like if I could augment myself by putting microchips in my brain and uh, stem cells. If I could put stem cells all over my body, just wipe that shit all over my fucking body, get rid of my wrinkles and be youthful and shit. That's what I would do. So that's what I'm hoping for. That would be awesome. Cypherpunk. I mean... $50, $50, hey, that's a good fucking donation. Thank you, Cypherpunk. That is very, very generous of you and very much appreciated. You are the man. Dusty, I've been your fan for many years. I'm old. Love your work. I love you, man. Thank you very much. I hope this buys your cat some food. Give them a cuddle for me. I'm still saving up for their new cat condo. We're going to get it for them. The other one is like ripped to shred shreds, man. They fucked that thing up. So we're going to have a new cat condo, and that'll really help towards the cat condo. So thank you, man. You're a hero to my cats, and I'll uh, give them some smooches for you. Clear Singularity, $20, says, Many, uh, oh, Mary, fuck, kill, Candace Owens, Tommy Lauren, Lauren Southern. Oh, God, that's a tough one. Okay, um, well, I would fuck Tommy Lauren, obviously, because she's the most physically attractive of them all, in my opinion, and, uh, I would kill Lauren Southern because, for obvious reasons, because, you know, great replacement and all that stuff. And I guess I would marry Candace Owens because she rich. She making a bank off this whole pretending to be a conservative thing. And uh, they love her because she's black. So, yeah, I'd probably marry Candace Owens. Uh, she's a pretty girl, though. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind being married to Candace Owens. Probably. I could change her, you know. I think I could. I think if she's around me for long enough, she'd be a Democrat in no time. Probably not. Probably not. She's a con artist, so who knows. But anyway, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Um, Chris... Chris L O eight one two three four four nine nine said, "Hey, I know you have an agenda and a schedule, but can you tell tell to stop being cringe on Twitter either now or later?" Also, F Skull Doug, yeah, tell tell like tell tell is somebody who supported me on Patreon. They're like, uh, I, for a while, I don't know if they still do or not. I assume they still do, but he's been messaging me recently, telling me that I shouldn't be covering the rationality rules stuff for some reason because I guess. He's afraid it's going to split the community. And he messaged me recently and he told me that I shouldn't be telling milkshake jokes because um, I'm inspiring violence, which I'm going to talk about that later. Got a whole bunch of stuff with the milkshakes later, so I don't know, whatever. That's his deal. I'm fine with it. Anybody that watches the show knows what my stance is on it, so uh, it's fine with me. And, oh, 99.99 from Ratbag. Another very generous donation. Ratbag is really cool guy. Really supports the channel. Means a whole lot. I see there are some of the Democratic candidates that are talking about reparations. What is your stance on that subject? Reparations is really fucking hard because, for one thing, you'd have to have some kind of proof that the person was the uh, descendant of slaves. You know, they'd have to prove that. But if, if they could prove that, like, I really don't have that much of a problem with it. I mean, like, say, whatever 40 acres and a mule is going for these days, probably about, let's say, $3,000 an acre, and maybe the mule goes for, I don't know, 1000 bucks. so... Let's say that's $121,000. I wouldn't mind if the government split $121,000 between every descendant of a slave. So like the slave had like 10 grandchildren or whatever still alive, and they could prove they were descendant of that slave, and they could split $121,000 between those children. I have no problem with that. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Um, But I think there are probably other better ways to uh, improve the situation for the black community than doing that that we should probably look into, like a... Neighborhood beautification programs would be a great start. There are a lot of uh, a lot of nuisance businesses that pop up in black neighborhoods only, and they feed upon black neighborhoods. And like the better businesses, they don't uh, go to black neighborhoods to start up very often. 
So uh, a big reason is because they need like neighborhood beautification programs. They need like the government to come in and uh, clean up the neighborhoods, maybe little paints, maybe some uh, cameras around, some security cameras and whatnot, stuff like that to make businesses feel more welcome, and, like their uh, investment into that community will bear fruit. So stuff like that, I think, is much more important. But yeah, like overall, I don't think it's would be that big of a deal if we gave slave descendants, you know, something. I mean, we did promise them 40 acres and a mule. Uh, we could keep our, our word about something as Americans, in my opinion. It wouldn't really cost that much. Pierre Guevara gave me $10. Got my paycheck. Woohoo! Awesome. Not a lot, but I really enjoy the streams. I hope the donations from the stream have helped a lot with Animal Sanctuary. Take care of man. It really does, man. This is like you guys are the only reason I'm able to do this. Like you guys support like i want to cry about it sometimes the fact that i get to do this and you guys are willing to support me and i'm having a lot of fun i get to talk about whatever i want to talk about i get to do this long form content i'm really enjoying it so you guys are like the heroes of the show and i really appreciate it and i will finish i will finish i'll read this when i come back we'll take a pause on the super chat let's pick a new filter what kind of filter you guys think i should choose right now filter fridays filter fridays Always fun on Filter Fridays. How about creepy black eyes? I got some black eyes. I'm a devil, like on Supernatural. Yeah. The brothers, Dean and what's the other ones? Dean and, God damn it. I watched like six seasons of Supernatural. I can't remember the other one's name. Anyway, those two brothers, they're hot as fuck. They're going to kill the shit out of me because I'm a demon. Uh, let's go ahead and continue on with the show. Plenty more to go. And, uh, man, Kevin Nash, dude. Like, fuck you, Kevin Nash. I hate Kevin Nash because, like, all right, this dude, not only is this dude, like, tall, he like, seven foot tall, and not only is he, like, big and strong and in shape, not only is he good looking, not only does he fucking have an awesome personality, not only does he seem like a cool fucking guy to hang out with, like, he posts shit like this, too. Don't like abortions? Just ignore them. Like, you ignore racism, white supremacy, homophobia, transphobia, sexism, police brutality, refugees, homeless veterans, climate change, Flint, Michigan residents, Puerto Rico residents, science facts, Trump affairs, and the half a million children who are currently in foster care. Fuck you, man. How are we going to compete? How the fuck am I supposed to compete with this cool-ass, handsome motherfucker? Dial it back, dude. Like, save some for the fucking rest of us. And also, he looks awesome with the fucking white hair and the white beard. He fucking pulled that shit off. Fuck. Hate this guy, man. It's like The Rock, man. It's like, how can you fucking compete with these motherfuckers? But anyway, obviously I'm just kidding. Kevin Nash seems like a really cool guy. Appreciate all he's done. Appreciate him speaking out. Because he actually has an audience that really needs to hear this type of shit. You know, he has the, the overly manly, a lot of them the toxic masculinity crew that really need to, help, to hear his message. So keep it up. And, uh... Here's a Trump supporter, tr another Trump supporter, another, uh, speaking of toxic masculinity, this guy's hilarious. These guys are so fucking tough. The camera wasn't on that bash your fucking brains in. So I guess he's mad at this guy because the guy was in the bike lane like he was supposed to be. And this guy doesn't think bikers, he thinks bikers are sissy fucking liberals and shouldn't be in the fucking bike lane. So he's going to pull the guy over and yell at him about it. And so let's listen to him. So fucking good. If there wasn't any witnesses, you know what I'd do to you? I pulled Trump on What's you. What's your name? Huh? My name is your worst enemy, oh motherfucker. God. My name is your worst Bridge. enemy. You want to? I'm your Huckleberry, buddy. I'm your fucking Huckleberry. I'm your Huckleberry, you buddy. Short little fucking punk. <laughs> huh? You come through this town thinking so you're fucking terrible. really cool on your bike, like you own this lane. Look at the bike lane is on this it's side. It's called Cheryl. It's right in the middle of the street. Cheryl, I get Cheryl. I get but that you entire came lane. You around me like this. You, you came blocked around. my way. 
I didn't block you away. I honked my horn because you were way over in our lane. No, that's my lane. No, it's, it's not Cheryl. your lane. It's, it's not Cheryl. Your lane. Look at the law. Look I'll at the law. Watching you. You're lucky today, buddy. Law. You're lucky today. Lucky. What's your name? Huh? My name is your worst enemy. <laughs> you fucking short little fucking faggot. Huh? I'm just looking at Come you. On. I'm not coming after you. No, you're this guy is. He's so fucking angry at this guy on a bike, man. These Trump supporters, these white fucking old Trump supporters, they think they're so tough. And they just want to run around and bash everybody. Just calm the fuck down, dude. Like you're literally going to die of a heart attack. Nobody thinks you're cool. Nobody thinks you're tough. Everybody just looks at you and you're just like this sad old white man who probably played high school football and remembers your glory days when you used to be tough and cool, but you ain't no more. Those days have passed you by, and instead of entering old age with grace, you entered it with patheticness. You, you entered it with cringe. You know, nobody is afraid of you people. Like, what is wrong with you? Because you're fucking, because you're afraid, aren't you? You're a pussy. That's why. You think you're, you're a tough guy on your fucking stupid little bike, but you're a short little fucking pussy. You think you're tough on your little bike? No, I don't think I'm a tough on a bike. I'm just fucking riding my bike around town, man. This I get around. What the fuck? What does me being on a bike have anything to do with me being tough? What are you talking about? All you're doing is projecting. You're projecting everything onto this guy that is about yourself. You feel, you obviously don't feel great about yourself. I mean, clearly. You're obviously angry. Your life has not gone the way you thought it would. That's why you have to get out of your car and yell out a little fucking guy on a bicycle. Because you're just sad, man. You're a sad dude. Right? And you don't want to fuck with a guy like me, a surfer, that <laughs> surfer. lives in this fucking town. Puts up with your fucking shit all the time. Right? Puts up with your shit all the time like you own this fucking pro Like you own... Puts up with your shit all the time. You just fucking met this dude. You don't even know this dude. You ain't put up with this fucking dude's shit. What are you even talking about? Oh, you don't want to fuck with a surfer like me. I'm a cool surfer. No, dude. You're a geriatric, dude. You're, you're like... A retired old dude. No one looks at you and thinks you're a fucking tough, cool young surfer. If that if that ever was the truth, those days have passed you long by, motherfucker. The road. You don't own the you road. You own the road. I don't own the road, but you're the one oh, that fucking well, got I me was, in the way. See that sign right there? No, That's Shero. See that? In the middle of the see that? Shero. It's got a bike on it, dude. Huh? Shero. See that symbol right there? Six R U A two two three. See this? This means you're a fucking dead man walking. You come onto my fucking land, okay? You're a fuck. Come onto your land. You're on the fucking public road, dude. This dude is nowhere near your house. What are you talking about? Now you're threatening to kill the guy if he comes to your house. What the fuck is wrong with you? Fucking dead man. Six R U A two two three. Six R U A two two three. Ford Escape. Dude had to get out of his car for that. This is so pathetic, man. You guys really need to smoke some fucking weed and just chill the fuck out. Nothing is worth this. You know, way to ruin your fucking day over nothing. And I hear something from Dan Arrows, the Three Arrows guy. It's pretty cool. Um, oh, God. So, uh, yeah, Pr Prager U. You know, you guys know what that is. It's that fake university on YouTube that puts out a right-wing conservative propaganda. They put out a video that says, the Democratic Party has a growing problem with anti-Semitism. And Dan's like, uh, have you guys seen the comment section on your videos? Let's take a look at what you guys are attracting. Um, let's take a look here. Who are the most powerful people in America? So if you guys don't know this, these these brackets, this parentheses are here when it's three on both sides, that is a code word for Jews. That is like dog whistle for Jews. This is what white supremacist and and uh, anti-semites post on the internet when they don't want to say the word jews but they want you to know they're talking about jews they post it they post their things in all brackets like this so yeah 
There you go, PragerU. Who are the most powerful people in America? Jews. The most powerful people in the world? Jews. Good question. Jews. The answer? Bankers. Jews. The elephant in the room is making me feel awkward watching this video. Jews. A little erotic coming from PragerU. Dennis Prager, who is a Jew. So that is what you guys are attracting. Nothing but fucking bigots and anti-Semites and the fact that, you know, a conservative fake university doesn't put out ridiculous Christian conservative propaganda thinking that other people are anti-Semitic is just ridiculous. Come on. Know your fan base, dude. We see right through you. And uh, here's from Mr. Brox. This is another prager you. When they're calling you racist, you've probably already won the argument. That's right. The people that call you racist, they're the real racist. You know who's not a racist? David Duke. David Duke wins every argument forever because all he has to say is, you're calling me a racist. That means you're the racist. People that point out racism are the real racist, aren't they? No, motherfuckers. No, they're absolutely not. Racists are the racist. And people pointing out racism is not fucking racism. God damn it. What a transparent way to try to get out of the fucking bullshit you guys spread. Like, I guess people believe that. I can't can't imagine why they would. Just so sad. And next up, we're going to shit on Paul Joseph Watson. Who had Paul Joseph Watson on the bingo card? For those of you who are following along, I shit on people regularly. And Paul Joseph Watson is one of my favorite people to shit on because he lies. This motherfucker just lies constantly. He lies to try to demonize immigrants, to make people afraid of immigrants, and which we've seen spreads violence. But he doesn't give a fuck because, you know, he has over a million subscribers. He's making fucking bank. He's made his entire career off lying to people and scaring them. And he's going to continue to do it forever because ignorant motherfuckers continue to support him. So anyway, he's like, the Swedish government is considering banning the traditional runic alphabet because it's popular among neo-Nazis. The runic script predates Nazism by thousands of years. This is clown world, man. It's just insane. The fucking lefties. Lefties want to ban everything. They want to fucking ban free speech, even if the free speech predates Nazism by thousands of years, they still want to ban everything because lefties are evil. Of course, this is not fucking true. This is ridiculous. Uh, Sweden fact check. Fact check the fuck out of this and showed that Paul Joseph Watson is lying. So basically what it is, is there is one particular group in Sweden, one neo-Nazi group, who has taken one of the runes, one specific rune, and they've changed the rune to make basically a logo out of it. And so this one Swedish guy, I said, hey, maybe we should ban this one symbol that is that this neo-Nazi group uses and spreads everywhere. Now, I'm not even really for banning symbols all that much, but it's one dude saying we should ban one specific symbol that they've taken this old rune and they've you know redesigned it into their symbol. So let's ban this one neo-Nazi symbol. Not all runes, of course. Not fucking... So he's basically lying. He's basically lying to try to make you afraid. And, of course, he's uh, trying to back up the neo-Nazi group. No, the neo-Nazi group didn't do anything wrong. No fucking ban this shit just because of neo-Nazis. It's just... Why you gotta lie, dude? I mean, I know why you lie. I know you lie because you make money. You make tons of fucking money doing it. But, I mean, it's just... It's just sad that people still support Paul Joseph Watson when he's literally, other than Alex Jones, probably the leading purveyor of misinformation in the history of the internet. Just literally 20 years. He's been doing it. I've been listening to it for 20 years. People don't know because he looks so young, but he's literally been doing this for 20 years now, spreading bullshit propaganda on the, on the internet to spread fear. So it's just horrible. And uh, you guys know what Mythicist Milwaukee is and the, and the Mythicist crew. Basically, they're... Uh, the, unfortunately, they're the largest skeptical convention right now, the largest atheist skeptical convention, but the, it's, the whole thing is basically nothing but 
right-wing shitheads and anti-SJWs. The entire thing is just is a shit show. So they're having a new meetup, new uh, minds panel in the future. And here's their panel. It's uh, Count Doncula, the Nazi pug guy, the right-wing shithead who um, lost a debate to me about white supremacy and banned me after I pointed out that white genocide is a white supremacist propaganda conspiracy theory. And he refused to admit that and banned me instead. And uh, this is uh, Hunter Avalon. He is another one of these anti-HW right-wing shitheads. You got an armored skeptic who I guess is a centrist, but another guy who's gone out there and uh, whitewashed white supremacists' violence by saying Antifa is more violent and um, just all kinds of horrible shit. Of course, Blair White, the right-wing trans icon. God. She's about as, uh, I won't say she's as far right as you can go, because she's not, but she is a right-wing fucking moron, and I don't know who the fuck this dude is, but this is the kind of shit they're pointing out. What a cursed image. Like, this is the largest skeptic convention in the world these people put out. I mean, fuck, dude. If this hasn't shown you, if this doesn't show you the ridiculous direction the skeptic community has gone, nothing will. And this is the same organization that basically blacklisted me from speaking. I agreed to fly out on my own dime and speak for free. And they basically lied and said that I couldn't be invited for... They basically lied. Uh, they said, no, we can't invite you because we've already got our list of people that are speaking and it's set in stone. And they continuously invited new people after they told me that. So they blacklisted me, basically. Um, so, there's uh, the marketplace of ideas. One set of ideas is uh, approved and the other sets of ideas, not so much. It's very, very one-sided over there, and it's just you know, sad. And that's what the community's come. That's what atheism has become. Uh, the atheist community is not is not trans-friendly. Like this whole thing with rationality rules has shown just how untrans-friendly the community is, and that's because it's just completely taken a hard right turn. I've been talking about it for fucking years. I was right. I hate to say I told you so, but nah, not really. I love that shit. I told you guys so, and uh, happened exactly like I said it was going to happen. Every fucking step of the way. And everybody that lied about me and said I was just making stuff up in order to try to get attention or be relevant. They just said that because they didn't want to answer the criticism. The very, very valid criticism I was putting out. And uh, so it happened like I said it would. And uh, Christoph says, It's always fascinating how heterosexuals are allowed to just have relationships while gay relationships get reduced to their sum total of what they do with their private parts. Yeah, this is former internet official once uh, Buttigieg. I think that's how to pronounce it. I'm learning. Buttigieg to denounce fisting and rimming. Yes, all gay people should have to denounce fisting and rimming. Like, for one thing, you do know that rimming is not just a gay thing, right? That's hugely popular in the heterosexual community right now. Licking booty holes is all the fucking rage, man. Kids on the internet can't talk about, can't stop talking about licking assholes these days. So, uh, are you calling on straight people to denounce rimming? And uh, fisting, fisting is also a straight thing. Like, I've seen a lot of porn in my life. I've seen a tons more straight people doing fisting than I have gay people. Now, I've seen a little bit of gay fisting, and it's disturbing. But I've seen way, way, way more straight fisting. I've seen three fists in a vagina before. Three fists! And from and these three fists, there were three different people. It's not like it was like one person with two fists and another person with one fist. No, three different people, all their fists, all up in a vagina. So, as a straight person, am I supposed to call that out now? Nah, nah, nah. You're not fucking held accountable for what the straight people do. Just like this guy's not held accountable for what the gay people do. What the fuck is you guys' problem? Why are you so fucking concerned about what gay people are doing? It's just it's so silly. And I have more more examples of this coming up, but not quite yet, I guess. I should have put them in a row. But this is another from Christoph. Christoph says, The left are more violent than ISIS. It's hard to believe this is real. 
hard to believe anybody could make this fucking argument, but they literally did. Speaking of Candace Owens, this is Candace Owens, and he has some kind of imam. Amazing. And uh, basically, they're basically claiming that the left is more violent than ISIS. Like, how could anybody take them fucking seriously when they say shit like this? I'm going to try to play it if it'll fucking play. This goddamn thing is so stupid. <sighs> I don't know why Twitter sucks so fucking bad we're trying to even get to do their friends in the west shit. they're determined amateurs the left are organized if they come after someone then i really worry about you and you said that you you used to be an extremist my life. fundamental i would never speak to you six years ago wow you yeah. would nah, all right. islam here to talk about all things islam with me is imam tawhidi welcome to the candace owen show First off, I just want to commend you on your bravery because I think that that is one of the scariest things in the entire world to know that your life is at risk because you're trying to uh, talk about issues that are super important. I worry about um, you as well, to be honest. Yeah, people tell me that all the because time. Because the left are more violent than even ISIS. I know. The left, look, ISIS and their friends in the West, they're determined amateurs. The left are organized. If they come after someone, then I really worry about you. And the left is more about it than ISIS. Like, how could anybody take this bitch seriously saying shit like this? I mean, ISIS literally throwing gay people off the tops of buildings, literally murdering people all over the place as terrorist organization. Who the fuck is the left killing in this country? I mean, maybe one or two people. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there's probably an example of the left killing one. I think, like, one of Bernie Sanders supporters shot somebody one time, right? But other than that... It's just, an, that's an insane statement. In this country, the right is by far the most violent. Now, the right is not more violent than ISIS, but in this country, white supremacy murders have skyrocketed in the last few years, and white supremacy uh, violence has also skyrocketed, and leftist violence is nowhere near anything like that. Leftists mostly do shit like throw milkshakes. That's not violent. Right people, like, slit people's throats on buses and send them pipe bombs and you know go into mosque and kill 50 people that's what the right is doing so to claim the left is more violent than isis and then also more violent than the right like seriously talking about clown world where the fuck is paul just watson when they say shit like this where's all these people that talk about clown world when stupid shit like this is said it's just no but if the left didn't say it the left didn't say it so it doesn't count you know the right can say anything stupid in the fucking world and the anti-SJW crew and the conservatives never say boo about it. It's just obvious double standards. Obvious double standards. So next up, this is the swan of... I don't know what the fuck that guy's name is. But oh my god, this is Steven Crowder. So fucking... Everything about Steven Crowder is fucking cringe. So I guess he is trying to do his show, his latest show, as Bernie Sanders. But for some reason, his Bernie Sanders impression sounds... I will be taking his place! For some reason, his Bernie Sanders impression is Gilbert Godfrey. It's 100%. This is not Bernie Sanders. This is Gilbert Godfrey. Like, what the fuck? I regret to inform you that Steven Crowder will not be at his post hosting this program on Thursday. I will be taking his place as a temporary replacement and it's a hostile takeover you filthy sons of bitches <laughs> what <laughs> the right is getting better at comedy and the left is getting nervous i mean holy shit how does that guy have a fan base this guy makes like probably a million dollars a year or some shit like that 
Like, it just shows you how corny conservatives are. Con- conservatives just, anything is funny to them. As long as you make fun of the left, it doesn't really matter how stupid you are. And, of course, Gilbert Godfrey, somebody posted a Gilbert Godfrey thing. I don't know if I'm going to play it or not. Let's see if it'll actually fucking work. Showing you exactly how he's doing an imitation of Gilbert Godfrey. I don't know why this fucking shit ain't working. And do the world a favor. Please throw yourself in front of a train and do the world a favor. Yeah. Do the world a favor. Please throw yourself in front of the train. You're clearly doing Gilbert Godfrey. Worst Bernie Sanders ever. Definitely not a comedian. I guess Stephen, I guess he's a, a failed actor or something. And uh, speaking of cringe, you guys remember when Stephen Crowder was <laughs> He went to CPAC, which is the old folks uh, conservative. Uh, I guess it's like a meetup where all the conservatives go meet up and they have give speeches from conservatives and shit. Uh, it's all nothing but old white people. Well, Stephen Crowder decided to go and give a rap performance of his uh, award-winning quote-unquote rap song. So uh, let's listen to how cringe this went. white people these unplussed white people (laughs) talk about the wrong audience this is definitely not the right audience for this like nobody's moving or dancing or enthused oh girl they look great he's getting it Get a granny, yeah! Alright! Hells yeah! I love this woman now. What, knickers? No, no, it's okay. I can say knickers shortly. Did he just say, yeah, he's just trying to be, I know he said knickers, but he's trying to be low key. Right, Edgy. Anyway, so cringe. Fucking white people, no white people, no. How are you not embarrassed to be a conservative? How do you not know that that audience is not the right audience for that material, dude? Seriously. Anyway, um, oh, this is funny. <laughs> this is so funny. I'm about to type this in just to show you guys how funny this is. So this is uh, from NRA TV. This is <laughs> one of the fundamental tenets of socialism is the citizens must be disarmed. It's no coincidence as the cause for socialism America's comment into the mainstream so to the cause for the repeal of the second amendment so yeah is this true hmm let's see is uh is uh gun control part of socialism is that one of the main tenets of socialism hey let me just do a google search here let me type in socialism um gun control is that one of the main parts of socialism let's see here hmm and uh, I just click, oh, this is the Socialist Party on gun control. Let's just read their, their issues on their main website. Hmm. Right to bear arms. Uh, fuck off. 
right to bear arms needed for oppressed people. Many workers have died at the hand of the local police, the army, and privately hired goons. Workers and citizens will most likely need access to guns for defense, since the wealthy and corporate power can be counted on to use all manner of violence to prevent any radical or revolutionary change that would mean the overthrow or loss of power and control. Socialists believe in the inalienable right of exploited and oppressed people to self-defense. Thus, we support the right of all citizens to bear arms. So, hmm, literally not one of the fundamental tenets of socialism at all. Literally one Google search. The first thing that pops up on Google if you search this tells you how wrong you are. So we have to ask ourselves, are these people lying on purpose or are they just this stupid? And which is worse? You know, is it worse that they're just fucking lying shitheads trying to mislead people and scare people into believing socialism is evil? Or... Is it worse that they are so dumb that they'll literally go in public and say something like this without doing one single Google search and reading the very first link that comes up? I don't know. Both are pretty bad in my opinion, but you are lying fucks. And unfortunately for you, we have Google and we can easily fact check you motherfuckers. Even though like the reason they say shit like this, like I always say, they know their audience won't go fact check them. They know that they fucking won't go look into it. They'll just believe what they say. They believe, oh, socialism evil. Socialism evil. But no, dude. Socialism, for the most part, is not against gun control. All you do is Google it. And uh, Steve Shives has a good message here, in my opinion. I agree with what he says. says, Transphobia endangers lives and gets people killed. You do what you want. Personally, I'll happily burn every bitch that runs between me and transphobes and the people who make excuses and carry water for them. And he's basically pointing out that uh, the Trump administration just rolled back health care protections for transgender people. Basically, there used to be a law that medical providers could not deny service to transgender people, and now they can. So if you go into a hospital and the doctor says, oh, you're trans, that's against my fucking religion, then he doesn't have to treat you. The nurses don't have to treat you. They don't have to treat you like a normal fucking regular human being if you're trans. This is what our government is doing. This is why we fight, folks. And this is the kind of shit that real allies speak out about. Real allies do videos about this and cover subjects like this. They don't fucking make videos about how trans women are going to destroy female sports. They don't make videos saying that Jordan Peterson's lies about BLC-16 were the things he admires most. They don't make videos posting clips from Ben Shapiro being as anti-trans as he could possibly fucking be and saying, yeah, look at him own these fucking liberals. No, real fucking allies don't do shit like that. They talk about real issues that affect the trans community like this. You know, they just also uh, finally put through the ban on the military. That went through, I think, the same day this did. So they're just attacking the most vulnerable people among us every fucking chance they get. And, you know, I'm with Steve Shives on this one. I'll fucking burn every fucking bridge with you motherfuckers who don't think we should take care of these people. Who don't think that we should back up the trans community. Because they are the fucking most vulnerable community in the world right now. They're the ones that are the new scapegoats. It's no longer cool to attack gay people. It's no longer cool to attack black people. It's no longer cool to attack minorities. So who is it cool to still attack? Trans people. Trans people are still a scapegoat for people's hate and to distract you from the real issues. And people are using that scapegoat left and fucking right. And I have no problem distancing myself from people who do this and uh, calling them shitheads and not having them as my fans. Like, if you're transphobic, I don't want you as my fan. I want you to fuck off immediately. Unsubscribe if you're sending me money on Patreon. Don't. Don't give me money. I don't want your money. Like, I have fucking standards, dudes. And, you know... You guys should, too. You should all have more standards, and you shouldn't, like, sit idly by while they do this shit. And uh, the, the the crazy part is 
This motherfucker has the key to the nuclear launch codes. This insane goddamn, like, it's hard to believe. It's hard to fucking believe that this is real life. Laying for us. They're going to say, you know, this guy's really laying for us. They're going to say, you know, this guy's really this guy. laying for the, us. This is the They're leader of the say, free you know, world. This guy's really laying for With us. access They're to the most powerful say, you know, weapons in the history really of mankind. For How is this possible? Say, you know, this guy's really like conservatives, explain your say, shit. You know, explain your really shit. How this is acceptable. That you've chosen this to be the leader. It, it's just so sad. So sad this is what the world has come to. And... um Overheard at Fox News Graphics, and this is exactly what they fucking did. Dude one, I need a picture of Trump at a farm. Dude two, I'll check. Dude two, uh, can't find one. He does. He doesn't do farms. Dude one, uh, with farmers then. Dude two, uh, nope. How about two guys in cowboy hats? Dude one, that's the White House, nitwit. Dude two, I can replace the background. Dude, cool. And that's exactly what he did. They basically they needed something to make him look like he cares about farmers. And he's talking about farm aid, and he's in front of the fucking farms. But no, he's actually at the White House. And just these guys happen to have cowboy hats on. And so they photoshopped in a background of farms to make like he's ever gone out to farms. He cares anything about farmers. He absolutely doesn't fucking give a shit about farmers. But this whole fucking thing, this whole farm aid thing, it's socialism. That's the crazy part. It's it's sort of a form of, it's a bad form of socialism. But basically what Trump is doing is, is he's putting tariffs on Chinese goods, which are making it nearly impossible for China to buy uh soybeans and other products from our farmers and stuff because it makes it too high. So basically, um, he's charging high tariffs on Chinese goods, which are paid by the American people. Like, you and I pay that. We pay these fucking tariffs. They're not paid by China. They're not paid by anybody but fucking you and me. So he's charging us, the American people, high tariffs on Chinese goods, and then he's taking that money and he's giving it to farmers to help them out with the high tariffs that are making them lose money. So he's taking money from you and me, and he's giving it to farmers. How is that not socialism? It is fucking social. Well, I mean, it's it's not really socialism because socialism is actually uh, when the workers take over the means of production. But this is this is the conservative version of socialism, one hundred percent. And how do they get away with just being such hypocrites? Well, they they do it because they know that people don't give a shit. They do it because they know the people that follow him, their conservative fan base, they're just tribalistic, and they can literally get away with doing anything. And uh, at the White House event today, President Trump formally announced $16 billion aid program for farmers and ranchers whose livelihoods had been hit by the growing trade war with China. Less than a year ago, the Trump administration gave $12 billion in aid to farmers. So they're another $16 billion on top of the $12 billion. So they're fucking up for farmers with all these uh, trade embargoes, these trade wars with China, and then they're basically stealing money from us to give to farmers so the farmers don't go in public and say look you're fucking destroying our business you're killing us they're basically paying them off so you know these this is basically buying votes is all it is this is as dirty as it fucking gets but like i say conservatives they don't really give a fuck and to get even more depressed about this trump shit he is about to pardon a navy seal that was accused of war crimes he already took that one navy seal guy who murdered like a little kid murdered multiple people and who uh, his platoon said they were busier trying to keep him from murdering innocent people than they were trying to uh, fight the bad guys. And so Trump made sure that he wasn't put in a bad part of the jail. He was made made sure that he was put in a in a, a jail that he uh, has a better time in because that's what Trump does. He fucking protects war criminals. He makes their lives easier. And now he's going to think about pardoning this guy. President Trump is preparing to pardon Navy SEAL 
Edward Gallagher and other members of armed forces accused of war crimes, according to a published report. In a sign he is considered making the pardons on or around Memorial Day, Trump asked the Justice Department to prepare the requisite paperwork, the New York Times posted Saturday. Gallagher, a special operations officer, is scheduled to go to trial for allegedly stabbing a wounded prisoner of war to death in Iraq and shooting unarmed civilians in Afghanistan. You wonder why they're fucking terrorists exist. You wonder why they exist. They said they hate us because of our freedoms. No, man, they hate us because of shit like this. Because we invaded their fucking country. An asshole psychopath signed up in our military. They went over there and killed innocent fucking people and children. And our president is going to pardon them. How do you think this makes us look to the rest of the fucking world? It makes us look like evil psychopaths. You know, this is just fucking not acceptable, man. And uh, now I'm a chicken nugget because this is the future. So since we're talking about Trump, might as well talk about chicken nuggets. Just so sad that it's come to this. It's like life is like a parody now. It's like I'm living in a goddamn parody. Uh, and like whoever the programmer making this stupid parody game that I'm involved in wants me to know it's a parody and they keep making it stupider and stupider just so I'll finally realize that it's a game and it's a stupid parody game. But, uh, yeah, dial it back, programmer, a little bit. Dial it fucking back. A little less with the chicken nuggets or something, man, because uh, getting crazy over here. Guess I'll stop and read some super chats. Maybe I'll do the video segment next because we're already, how far are we into this show? Let's see. We are... Ooh, an hour 13. It's time to do the video segment. Let me read some Super Chats, and then we'll do the video segment. Uh, super Chats, lifeblood of the show. Please, more Super Chats. That's what helps me uh, do this. Spencer Walker, $2, gave me, he said, get Paul's ego on the hash out the free speech issue. Paul's ego ain't coming nowhere fucking near this show. Paul's ego don't want nothing to do with me. I will fucking destroy Paul's ego. Like, that dude is like a pseudo-intellectual. He has nothing for me, trust me. And I, I'm not even saying I'm a, I'm not saying I'm smart or a genius or anything, not saying that. I'm a dumb guy. I'm just a normal guy. But Paul's ego, like, that's nothing. Like, literally fucking nothing to worry about. He'll, he's never coming on the show, though, I can, I can assure you. Because he knows I would just embarrass him because all he does is talk stupid shit. And, like, some of the stuff he's okay on. Like, he is progressive on some of the issues, but he does continuously say the same stupid anti-HCW stuff continuously on Twitter, and it's just dumb. So, anyway... Favorite intellectual speaker, debater of all time? Um, Hitch, maybe? I love Hitch. I still love Dawkins, even though I disagree with Dawkins about a few things recently. Still love him because he taught me evolution. Um, and didn't really learn evolution correctly in my Mississippi school educational system, and he taught me that. And he also taught me about memes, and memes really changed my life. I'm not talking about like these stupid pictures on the internet memes. I'm talking about real memes, what memes actually are, which is basically um, the exchange of all human communication, basically. It's anything that you watch somebody do and observe or anything they tell you. It's basically uh, how our entire human operating system works, and it's very viral-like meme spread on a viral basis. Their entire purpose is just to uh, replicate and multiply just like genes do, which is why he called them memes. Very fascinating subject. If any guys have never researched this, his book, The Selfish Gene, from the uh, 1976, I think, something like that. Very interesting book. Highly recommended. H.S. Um, Ross, philosophy professor Ben Burgess, author of Just... Author of Just Out Book, Give Them an Argument, Logic for the Left, has started a series of logic, leftism, and other nutritious content over on his YouTube channel. Okay, that sounds like good stuff. You guys want to check that out? That's uh, Professor Ben Burgess. Thank you for that, H.S. Ross. Appreciate it. Uh, H.S. Ross give me $2. ISIS is right wing. Religious fundamental right. Yeah, ISIS is right wing. That guy went on to say, too, that every fucking uh, terrorist is a Democrat, basically. He said every, I think he said every Muslim extremist is what he, how he put it. Every Muslim extremist votes Democrat. 
The same guy that was on with Candace, which I need citation needed for that motherfucker. Do not believe you. And um, Spencer Walker into the $5, calling me out when I signal boost for Neo, for Neo N-word and anti-Semites has taken away my free speech. Wow, pause and go. Yeah, that's all he says. Yeah, you, you're against freedom of association just because you call me out for hanging out with people that continuously use gay slur words. No. That is not a violation of your freedom of association. You're perfectly free to associate with anybody you want to, and I'm perfectly free to criticize you for it. Freedom of association has nothing to do with freedom from criticism, you fucking moron. And uh, just hope it's a vegan chicken nugget. Yeah, I'm sure it is. The vegan chicken nuggets are actually really fucking good. Uh, Morningstar Farms at Walmart make some fucking bomb-ass chicken nuggets. Ve- they're vegetarian, though. They're not vegan. I'm a vegetarian. I haven't moved to veganism yet, so I'm working. I know it's vegan. I know it's not vegan, but fuck all y'all. And uh, last up, H.S. Ruff again. Or a sailor agriculture lab-grown chicken nugget, also made without harming chickens. That would be also cool. Yeah, hopefully they'll have lab-grown meat readily available before too long. That would be ideal. Um, I would eat the shit out of that, probably. But I haven't had any trouble, like, on my vegetarian diet. It's been perfectly fine, and... Uh, the switch is a lot easier than you guys might think, so I highly suggest it. And it's time for the video segment. Video segment. And uh, you guys know who Batista is? Batista's that guy who's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He plays, uh, what does he play? Not Groot. He plays the other one. I can't remember what his name is. But big professional wrestler, muscled-up guy. And he, I guess for some reason, a lot of these muscled-up wrestlers guys, they decided to get into MMA. They're like, yeah, I'm big and tough. I bet I could fight in real life. And so they train and they go in MMA. And so... Here's his first professional bouts, uh, and I guess they picked some kind of kind of pudgy journeyman for him to fight. So let's see how he did in his professional debut with MMA against this guy they clearly picked to lose to him in his debut match. Let's skip ahead. All right, come on. He's doing exactly what you would expect someone who took a fight on short notice to do. Exactly. Yeah, they got this chubby guy in there on short notice. Yep. Whatever you have, you throw. Just to lose. He's doing a really good job. That's what you call a jobber. In the wrestling industry, he would be a jobber. Stop talking and fight was what was instructed by the... Uh, but anyway, the, I guess the, the, the action was earlier there. where he punched. Oh, there it is. He Sarah comes in right punched him pretty right good. Right. He got him going back, right punching him in the head pretty good. Batista not looking very good. Looks like he's getting whooped by this doughboy. What's up, Batista? Do better. But anyway, long story short, Batista finally gets on top of him and ground pounds him and wins. Yeah, that's what happened. So he won. He won. But he didn't look good doing it. That's the thing. Should have done way better against that guy. So, you know, if you're a big, powerful, muscular, professional wrestler, maybe just stick to doing that. Not really sure that MMA is the best thing for you guys. Uh, the last couple wrestlers that have done it have gotten beat pretty. What was the AJ Styles? Is that his name? The professional wrestler guy who quit the WF and decided he wanted to go to the UFC and be a professional fighter. And he got in there and he lost both his fights that he got in there. He got whooped because you know it's it's totally different. Unless you're like training your entire life, you're probably not going to be very good at it. And uh, I'm going to show you this clip, just a little bit of. It. I'm going to show you the whole thing, but this is this is a very good lesson. How you always have to wait. Until the train goes by and you can still see what's going on before you drive ahead. Now, apparently, there was something on the other side of this train these policemen wanted to get to. And they did not wait the proper amount of time to make sure that no train was coming the other direction before he went across this. So, uh, guess what's going to happen? Bet you can't guess. Alright. No, don't go, dude. Don't go. That's just stupid. Don't go. Don't go. Oh, yeah. No, see, oh that, that's how you die, dude. That's a good way to die. 
Let's see. Train tracks are on multiple sides. And uh, here is a dumbass cop trying to look cool. It's like, yeah, man, I'm going to ride this fucking street bike. Look at me. Or the dirt bike, I guess. I'm going to ride this dirt bike. I know what I'm doing. Yeehaw, Papa Willie. Look at me. I'm so cool. Uh, no, dude, you're not cool at all. Ow. Now you ain't got no teeth. Just crashing that car over there. Now everybody's laughing at you. You look stupid. Anyway, that's all I'm going to play that clip. This is why I never try to look cool. Looking cool only makes you look dumb. I mean, every once in a while you can pull it off and you can actually look cool, but usually it ends up in hilarity and not in a good way. And um, so, yeah, I always talk about fights. One of the main things I talk about on the show is why you shouldn't fight. There's so many reasons not to fight, but like one of the fucking main reasons is that you could get killed very easily. And not only that, you could accidentally kill somebody else. Uh, I talked about before my grandfather accidentally punched a dude to death in a bar and did five years in jail for it, basically ruined his life. My grandfather ended up putting a shotgun in his mouth and blowing his brains out. I don't know if it was because of that. I'm sure it didn't help. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, this guy was in this service station, I guess, and he was uh, got in an argument with the guy that owned the service station. So the guy that owned the service station followed him out to the parking lot and uh, punched him in the face and killed him. He did. He just killed this guy right now. Punched him in the fucking face and killed him. So, like, even if you win the fight, you could still ruin your entire fucking life. You could go to jail for killing somebody. That's why you avoid it. There's no reason to fucking get into fights. Now, if somebody punches you and you have to defend yourself, sure, I get it. But other than that, just fucking walk away. And I guess the crazy part is, like, this guy that killed that other guy, nothing happened to him. They didn't even charge him with it. So he got lucky. This is the guy that died's daughter. And he was, she's like, oh, well, hope you have to live with it. Hope you think about it every fucking day. You killed my dad for no fucking reason. And he did, dude. So he got off easy. Definitely could have ruined his entire life. But now he has to live with it for the rest of his life. He has to live with the fact that he walked out and killed somebody for no fucking good reason. So anyway, don't fight, people. That's the moral of the story. And also, don't drink. Like, I, I'm like six months sober now. I've been doing pretty fucking good with my little unicorn head. Doing pretty good not drinking and uh, people were like how did you quit drinking dusty i just quit like i literally just said okay well i'm done and i never picked up another beer and i haven't drank it since i didn't go to aa i didn't attend any fucking meetings i just fucking quit. i did the thing with cigarettes like i i looked it up how harmful cigarettes were and i saw that hey you have like a 25 percent chance of getting lung cancer if you smoke all your life and i'm like uh yeah that's a lot that's a way higher percentage than i thought and i was like okay well i'm done and so i put down the cigarettes and i never had a fucking another one so this video is a good reason why you should not drink. Alcohol is one of the most dirty fucking drugs, man. It just makes you sloppy. Ow. It's embarrassing. And now this guy gonna ride his bike home. But, uh, yeah, dude. I don't think you're gonna ride that bike anywhere. You can't even stand. He's like, yep, I can do this. I can do it, right? All right. Just put, all right. Push it, okay, push forward a little bit, push it forward, okay, no, oh, no, pick it up, okay, get it straight, get the, get the handlebar straight, you can do this, you can totally do this, handlebar straight, alright, look where you're going, alright, now throw your leg over, throw your, I can do it, I can totally do this, but he can't, because he's fucking drunk, dude, <laughs> no, that's not how you do that, just rest a while, dude, just rest a while right there, and uh, this guy is so fucking drunk that he doesn't realize he is standing in front of a mirror. He thinks he is standing in front of another person who is trying to get around him. And he's like, you go. No, you go. Go, dude. Go. You're blocking me. Go. And that dude is behind him recording him. He clearly doesn't understand what the dude's recording him for. And he's like, what the fuck? 
get away, get around me, what the fuck, get around me, and he like literally sits there and does this for like two minutes before he figure before the guy actually has to come up and tell him, dude, that's a mirror, it, it's a mirror, dude. It. <laughs> yeah, the funny funny tells him it's a mirror. Go around. You know, embarrassing. A good time. And uh, you think you're about to. Yeah, this is a good idea. Let me climb to the death. top of a tree, a uh, tall tree, a good time. drunk as shit, and rock back and forth on the tree. Yeah, yeah, now you fall into your, oh maybe your death, I don't know. And uh, this guy, yeah, he's basically handcuffing himself with a chair. That's how drunk this guy is. I'm just going to have a little nap right here. Got his pizza on the ground and everything. Not a good look, dude. Embarrassing. That is a YouTube video right there. That is a YouTube video. You caught it. And now these two dudes. This dude is drunker than this dude. But uh, they're both somewhat drunk. And this little dude, he gonna fight. He mad. He like, huh? I'm mad at you. Let's go. And that guy's like, come on. Come on. And look, he's going to swing at him and miss totally. This guy going to swing at him and just fucking... How do you miss this guy's chin when you're that close? Yeah. This is why you don't drink, folks. Never goes well. He's like, do it. Do it. And he's like, I will. Okay, I'm going to turn my head so you don't see it coming. I'm going to turn look this way so you don't see it coming. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, no, you missed. You totally missed. And now, and now these two idiots are rolling around in the fucking pond. These two drunk idiots are rolling around in the pond. And he's like, nope, I'm gonna get out of the pond because that's a bad look. And the drunk guy can barely like stand and get out, so they guys go sit there. Oh, missed the kid. No need for a rock. No need for he picked up a rock. No need for a rock. Let's just fight two drunkards among each other. What? What? Come on. Oh, kicked him in the chin. Good little. Oh, another little chin kick. That's some solid. Oh, another a third chin kick. Some solid chin kicking going on there. He clearly not as drunk. You flinched. Oh, oh, and slip it down. <laughs> Neither one of them can fucking stand. Like, get out of the fucking water, dude. Look, give me going to drown in there. And he's like, come on, dude. Let me help you out of there. For your dumbass drowns. You fucking drunk idiot. Give me your hand. He's like, no, I don't trust you. You'll punch me. You're going to kick me in the chin three times. And he's like, finally out of the water. He's like, nope, I got to get my get back now. He's like, nice little jab. Now you're back in the water. Got Jad back in the water. It's like, dude, just quit. Get out of the fucking water. I'll help you. But nope, you've embarrassed me. I gotta get my get back. I'm a man. I gotta prove to you I'm a man. You've embarrassed me. And then, now they're just gonna clown around on him. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't even stand up. So embarrassing. All right, you done? Are we done here? <laughs> Are you done? Oh, kick in the face. Now you're done. And, uh, let's see. What is going on here? Guy just laying in the middle of the street. Just, yeah, I'm just going to lay here for a while. This is my bed now. I'll sober up later. What's up, man? <laughs> Embarrassing. Quit embarrassing yourself. Anyway, that's why you shouldn't fucking drink. Let's watch this one. This guy gonna get up out of his chair. Nope, not ready to get up yet. I can do it though. Ooh, I got a funny taste in my mouth. I just threw it in my mouth a little bit, but no. I'm totally gonna stand. I can do it. I can do it. I can stand and then all of a sudden, just knocks this guy. Guy's just sitting there. What the fuck is going on? 
on. What the hell are you doing? I just sitting there minding my own business. Why you following me? And the drug guy don't know. He's like, ooh, well, that didn't go as planned. I can do it. I can get up. I can definitely get up. Okay. Just move that table out of the way. And, uh, no, no, you drank too much. You're a fucking idiot. So anyway, moral of the story is, don't drink. Drinking bad for you makes you like an idiot. Like, I've done, like, so many drugs. I've done so many psychedelic drugs. And I think probably alcohol is the dirtiest drug I've ever done. It's such a, such a sloppy drug. And, uh, now we're going to talk about festival people, talking about drugs. I'm a fan of drugs, but like, seriously, you got to limit your drug intake. There's only so many drugs you can do, and you got to say, eh, that's enough drugs for today. Because uh, eventually it fries your brain and you just become a loon. And that's what festival people are kind of like, a lot of them. Some festival people are cool, but some festival people are just really, really, really out there. Like this dude. What are you doing, dude? What is happening here? I'm gonna pull everything down. Yeah, and look. That guy tackles the shit out of him. It's funny, somebody, look at this guy. Fucking wrecks him. Eh, back a little more. Uh, no, more. Uh, more. There we go. Fuck, this guy comes in. Boom! Tackle! Knocks the shit out of him. I'm like, don't do that. You fucking drugged out idiot. And uh, this guy got a big spoon. Hells yeah! You know you own drugs when you're out there dancing with a giant spoon. And uh, the secret is there is no spoon. That's what's up, Neo. And this dude, I don't know what this is on, but uh, I like to try it for an hour or so. But after that, he wearing a, a dress. I don't know what he wearing. And this chick got ranch dressing. I don't know what she's doing ranch dressing. And this dude really into it. He is seeing some shit, man. I don't know what the fuck he's on. Like acid, probably. Molly, all kinds of shit. Actually, that kind of looks fun, to be honest with you. A little bit. You get it, boy. You fucking get it. And, uh, oh yeah, seen a lot of this at the club. Gonna blow your fucking mind. And this dude is so fucking out of it. He, uh, drinking mud. He literally tried to drink mud. No, what are you doing? You don't drink mud, dude. That does not quench your thirst. That is not very hydrating. Less drugs. Anyway, festival people are weird. Oh, uh, what is this chick doing? She playing some bones and shit. Like, what was the decision process when you left the house? Hey, I'm gonna dress like a cave woman and take a bone and pretend like I'm playing bones out in the middle of the festival. And this dude really getting into it. That's some death metal. <laughs> Boring. And uh, Lord Raiden, Chubby Lord Raiden, and getting it. You get it, Chubby Lord Raiden. That's right. Finish him. Flawless victory. And, uh, yeah, okay. That's all I'm going to show that. Festival people weird. And speaking of fight videos, I've shown far, far fewer fight videos. But here's one. Here's a guy you don't want to fuck with. Like, seriously, when a guy walks up and he's fucking jacked and he's like, let's fight. You should be like, uh, maybe not. See, this guy, he ain't in that good of shape. He's like okay shape, but he kind of got a little belly and whatnot. But he's not even the guy that's going to be fighting. Okay. It's his loudmouth friend. And this guy walks up and you don't fight this guy. Hell no, what are you thinking, dude? Don't fight this guy. But he's going to fight him anyway. And look, this guy, this little skinny guy is like, yep, and then nope, now you're knocked out already. And while you're out, he's going to beat your brains in. Yeah, yeah, he just beats your brains in. His friend's like, get up, get up. But he can't because he knocked out on the street because he shouldn't have fought the other guy. He had made a horrible mistake, and now he is paying for his lesson. And this is terrifying. 
This is a bus station in Mexico, and there's no room for these people. So the escalator is pushing people up into a crowd where there's no room. And, like, they're literally having to walk down the escalator to try not to get smashed in. That's some crazy-ass shit, yo. And they're like, uh-oh. There's a problem here. There's no room for us. Let's walk down this escalator. Let's jump off the fuck here, man. This is not amazing. Too many people. Stop the escalator immediately. And they're like, yep, walking down, walking down the escalator. Don't want any part of that. Gonna smash us all into each other. Death by escalator. More and more and more people coming. They're like, what are we gonna do? Where are we going? They know where place for us to go. And eventually they do stop the escalator. Eventually people quit coming up the escalator. They're like, nope, don't come up there. You're gonna get smashed by the escalator. This poor lady up here. She just tried not to get smashed by the escalator. That's gonna push her into the people. That's just crazy, man. Gotta fix your shit, Mexico. Too many people at the bus station. And uh, real quick, how about some funny pain fails? This guy shouldn't be cooking. Absolutely shouldn't be cooking. And this is a lesson. When you have like a fire like this, don't pour water on it. No, rookie mistake. And I don't know what these two drunk thoughts are doing. But uh, they really super fucking drunk, calling their heads. And uh, no, bitch, no. When you're like a middle-aged woman, look like you should be calling the manager, you do not say to yourself, hey, I've never done this before. Why don't I, for the first time ever trying this, I do this out in the middle of fucking traffic? That's a wise idea. I can totally do this. Let me just drive down the middle of this busy street. I totally got this. But no, you don't. And now you're fighting your face in the middle of the street. And this, hey, I've never done this before. Ow. Yeah, no, that's bad. And then this chick drunk. Oh, there goes your head. That's not what you want. And uh, yeah, drunk. That's a good way to get stabbed by a bush. And uh, <laughs> screaming at the dogs in there. <laughs> She's screaming at the dogs. And this guy, he's at the top of a tree. This is going to go well. Somebody shakes it up. Oh, how's your balance? How's your balance? And uh, a tree had to die for you look this stupid. Now you killed the tree and now you're flat on the fucking ground. What the fuck, dude? Seriously. Anyway, that's all I'm going to show that. I don't usually like watching people get hurt, but occasionally it's slightly amusing. In certain cases. And uh, here's a redneck. A racist redneck trying to start a fight with a black guy at a Waffle House. And uh, I, guess, I don't know if this is his friend or not. I don't know who this guy is. But this guy is trying to stop him from being a dick about it. And so the guy just grabs him by his overalls. And he's like, no, I ain't letting you do it. I ain't letting you do it. Come on, you fucking nigger. Well, the good thing about this is it's, it's terrible to see white folks behave like this. Shithead white folks behave in a racist way. But there's also other white folks, like this guy who's holding on to him, who says in a minute, like, that black guy is more of my brother than you are. I'm on his side, not yours. And he's grabbing him, trying to settle him down and trying to keep him from doing anything stupid. And, you know, I, I think ultimately there is more good white people out there who are anti-racist than these shitheads. And so that's the good news. Guy should have just smacked the shit out of him. But anyway, the guy just basically just holds him there. And overalls are not a good thing to be in if you don't want somebody to hold on to you because you're basically trapped in your fucking overalls. And uh, 
These robbers are dumb as fuck, man. He opens man. the door of a building society and walks confidently to the counter. When he hands over a demand note, the staff set off the security screen. He makes a run for it. But he's forgotten he has to pull the handle to get out. <laughs> he thinks they've locked him in. Eventually, he resigns himself to his fate and, like, and nope. waits for the police to arrive. You call me. Arrive. I guess I'm going to jail now. Then, an elderly customer walks in, and he realizes his mistake. He still All I had to do was pull the whole time. What a fucking moron. And this, this is the similar. This is almost an action replay from another building society. The robber strolls to the counter, but as he threatens staff, the security screen shoots up. Thinking the doors have been locked, <laughs> the robber idiots. shouts at the staff. He's like, I'm gonna kill somebody. There's a customer here, and if you don't open the door, you don't open the door! So he just smashes through it. Once again, the door only needs a gentle pull to open, <laughs> but the robber morons. uses brute strength instead. He too has never been caught. Sad, I wish they would have caught these motherfuckers. And this one's funny too. This thief is about to receive instant justice. The cashier at a service station becomes suspicious about the credit card he's given her. He lunges across the counter to snatch back the stolen card. These fucking but security the security things. screen snaps up, pinning him to the ceiling. Basically, it chokes him out. It gets security screen and choked out. To move before the police <laughs> arrive to take fucking him away. moron. That's the security. That's the security screen. The coolest shit. I don't really it have those comical. in America. Uh, it, is, uh, it is very comical, right? Even I have to laugh. Yeah, even he knows what an idiot he fucking was. So, but yeah, they need more of that shit in America. That's cool as shit. And last video, but not least, people are always dissing oh, on trans people for their. Uh, <laughs> dysphoria and shit but what about people like this man this guy has the largest arms in russia because he put look he has a small chest small back small shoulder small waist and he looks like a fucking freak because he's pumped so much synthanol into his arms literally to have the largest arms in russia currently clearly something mentally wrong with this person like i'm not in really good shape or anything but i think even my chest is bigger than this guy and he's complaining that he works out every day so much. But he has these little skinny bird legs and these skinny bird chest and these fucking giant arms. It's just so weird. How are you working out every day? Why are you not bulked up more than that, dude? It's not beautiful. It's disgusting, dude. You're a freak. Holy shit, dude. What in the fuck? You know, at the same time, though, I say that, and I'm bitching this guy, but he's not really hurting anybody other than himself. So even though I find it disgusting and, and ugh, just gross, I mean, he's not he's not hurting anybody. So I guess it's fine as long as he likes it. If he's killing, as long as he's just killing himself, I guess it's okay. But yeah, talking about body dysmorphia, just nasty. Anyway. What do you guys think about that? That's the end of the video segment. Appreciate you guys watching. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Read some super chats and then continue on with the show. Uh, only got one more. Dusty's a blue hair trigener unicorn. Yep. You know me. I'm a beta cuck soy boy, as always. Need more super chats, please. Super chats. Every question will be answered. Be sure to support the show if you enjoy it. Super chat me. All right, next up. This book, literally, they wrote this book, How to Read the Bible and Still Be a Christian. Uh, you see the problem there? You shouldn't have to have a book like this if the Bible is true. 
Uh, I can help you out with this. If you want to read the Bible and still be a Christian, just ignore every stupid thing it says. Just suspend your disbelief and believe horrible ancient bullshit. That's how you believe it. It's all fucking nonsense. And this is true. If you need a book to justify the irrational, to justify the irrational, it is not rational. That's true, right? I mean, you shouldn't need a book to teach you how to justify the Bible to yourself. It should be self-evident. And the fact that it's not, that's pretty much the problem, right? And this one from Shabnam. Um, and people that don't understand the milkshake thing, this pretty much explains it beautifully, I think. Bricks are intended to hurt. Milkshakes are intended to ridicule. I don't condone either. One should never waste a good milkshake. But all of this, a milkshake today means a Holocaust tomorrow hysteria, is only being peddled by far-right ethno-nationalists who are furious about being ridiculed. They know a brick attack will help them because it paints them as the victims and martyrs. But a milkshake attack paints them as clowns. They can't claim harm because if they do, they look like the same whiny cucks and snowflakes they love to ridicule, literally crying over spilt milk. The milkshakes bother them much more than the bricks and violence because they seen, they're seen as a joke, not a threat. It's the same dynamic behind Islamic purists being more offended by cartoons than bombs. Again, I do not condone anyone attacking people with milkshakes, but the reaction to it is massively overblown, and that's exactly how I feel about it. Now, I don't think you should really milkshake people too much. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Is it a real violent thing? No. If you're willing to, to pay the penalty for it, you know, you should probably have to go to jail, at least do some jail time, maybe a small fine or something. If you're willing to do that, then it's not that big of a deal. It's definitely not like throwing a brick or shit at it. But at the same time, like, there are better ways, in my, opi my opinion, to uh, make your point than throwing milkshakes at people. But at the same time, I'll definitely make jokes about it. Hells yeah, especially if the guy getting milkshaked is a guy who says rape jokes are fine and that all jokes are fine and that... The left is killing comedy by having problem with jokes. Hell yeah, I'll make jokes about you getting milkshaked. Obviously, it's too good not to pass up, right? Or it's too good to pass up, rather. Um, and this is from Reverend Dr. Chad. Reactionaries, LOL, symbolic violence is bullshit pussy hyperbole. Maybe lay off the soy, you estrogen writer liberal cucks. Reactionaries, after getting little milkshake of them, I was murdered, and that's how they're acting. They're acting like milkshaking is murdering them, but it's not. It's, it's nothing. Milkshakes don't cause you any harm whatsoever. You know, like I said my last show, I had no problem. Somebody wants to milkshake me, I'll come home and take a shower. It's not really that big of a deal. It's not violence. It's, it's not polite. It's messy, not really something you want, but at the same time, meh, you guys are overreacting to it. And it was funny because uh, Nigel Farage got trapped on his bus because he was so scared of the milkshaking thing recently. He fucking refused to leave his bus because people that were surrounding his bus, a few of them had cups in their hand that might have had milkshakes on them. So here he is fucking terrified to leave his fucking bus. So he's standing at the top of his bus giving his little campaign speech and so terrifying. They're going to get you with their milkshakes. The fascist nightmare milkshakes. And yeah, it's funny. Like, we can make jokes about it, right? Definitely can make jokes about this. If you can make Nazi pug jokes, if you can make fucking jokes about rape, if you can make jokes calling Heather Heyer responsible for her own death because she was overweight, I can definitely make jokes about you fucking getting milkshaked. No problem whatsoever. And you know what? The other day, I got caught out in the fucking rain. Yeah, I got fucking drenched. So if having harmless liquids poured on you is violence, then Mother Nature just straight up fucking murdered me. Right? Got murdered all over the place. Rain is the real violent show. Don't even question it. And uh, 
I talked about this tweet on my last show, but I didn't really point out how stupid I thought this tweet was. It's stupid in so many ways, but I can't fucking believe he got 37,000 likes for this tweet. This is uh, Sam Harris's tweet where he says, A paradox of our time. The far left is disproportionately white, wealthy, and well-educated. So extreme wokeness is now one of the most glaring symptoms of white privilege. So what he's doing right here is he's trying to just uh, belittle being woke. Wokeness is basically just understanding that there is a uh, that there is not racial parity in our country right now. That we don't have complete social justice yet. That the system is not completely fair towards all minorities yet. It's understanding that there's still a system that was set up by white people and it still disproportionately oppresses black people. It still happens. It happened for hundreds of years and it was much worse before. Much better now than it's ever been, but it still happens. And all the shit that happened before has created ripple effects in our society that still have effects today. That's all wokeness is. It's not something that should be denigrated to, oh, that's just a rich white thing. Um, and also, secondly, I live in an all-black neighborhood. I hate to mention that. I never mention it. I know you probably, guys have probably never heard me talk about that before, but I do live in an all-black neighborhood, and I do uh, talk to my neighbors, and I do associate with the people in this neighborhood. And I can assure you the poor black people around here are woke as fuck, and their wokeness has nothing to do with white privilege, okay? Um, so much of this is wrong. Like, the far left, all right, citation is, is disproportionately white. Citation needed. For one thing, what do you consider to be the far left? Uh, far left worldwide is literally communism, right? The, the idea that somebody like me is really left wing is ridiculous on, on a real scale. Because on a real scale, communism is, is at the far end of the far left scale. So there are really not a lot of communists, far left communists in America that he's talking about. So I don't know what he's fucking talking about. And the fact that most uh, far leftists are white and wealthy... I don't think that's true either. I think, for, for one thing, white people don't make up the majority of the world. And I think there are tons and tons of far-left people all over the world in other countries. Shit, uh, China, right? China's a sort of a communist country, right? That's like 2 billion people over there. They ain't wealthy white people. That's pretty far-left, isn't it? So anyway, on so many fucking different levels, this is just cringe and stupid. And the fact that he got 37,000 likes, it really shows who his fan base is turning into. Sam, in my opinion, is drawing in a fan base of people that he shouldn't be proud to have as his fan base. And uh, he's going down a, a road that's really sad because I used to be a huge fucking fan of Sam Harris. And uh, now not so much. And a lot of people are shitting on him. A lot of people are, are disappointed in him. And uh, I think rightfully so. He's going down the right wrong path, and I hope uh, eventually he changes it. And uh, so Fane had a pretty good take on this, in my opinion. He said, one, 4chan creates some memes and purposely markets them to, as racist, which happens, yes. Two, actual racists then quickly adopt those memes. Three, I point this out. Four, big brains prove me wrong. It's so simple, folks. It, this whole thing is so simple. Yes, you guys are, when I say you guys, I'm talking about the toxic troll culture. You're putting out racist memes. You're putting out racist jokes. Actual racists are hiding behind your jokes. And they're using it to spread more racism and to communicate with each other and to form little communities. And then when anybody calls them out, calls these actual racists out for the racist things they're saying, they say, oh, it's just jokes, man. You're just a little snowflake. And then all you guys who aren't really racist, quote unquote, I mean, if you're putting out racist shit, does it really matter that you're not racist? But all you guys who claim you're not racist and it's just jokes, you back them up. They hide behind you and you say, yeah, man, you're just snowflakes. You call everybody racist. And they hide behind your fucking racism and your jokes to spread actual real racism. That's what's the fucking happening. All right. Us pointing this out does not make us conspiracy theorists. It just makes us 
just normal people who are just looking at reality and saying, hey, this is clearly what's happening here. We see it. It's obvious. Why are you guys even arguing with us about this? You know, it's just so stupid. They are hiding behind you. That's why we're calling this shit out. And uh, more so Fane. So Fane is the guy who uh, used to be an anti-HJW guy. One of the guys used to hang around Sargon and shit, but now he's kind of feeling bad about it like I did and trying to kind of make amends for it. So I uh, kudos to him on that. And he says, I'm not going to keep explaining that if your meme is now being used openly by the alt-right and white nationalists, it's not just a meme anymore. You didn't win. You didn't trigger the libs. You helped give racists a new dog whistle to use. And this is coming from a guy who helped spread Kekistan. This is a guy, you know, who was all involved in that whole Kek mentality. Um, so he knows, and he's talking from experience. You know, we didn't win. We didn't own the libs. We didn't troll everybody hilariously. No. We literally helped white supremacists become more popular. We helped give them symbols that they now use as jokes to demonize the left with and form little groups around. You know, we're not the heroes of this story. It's very easy to understand. So good on you, Sofane, for speaking out against that. And one more from Sofane while we're at it. Sofane! Let me change the filter. I'm a pimp now. You guys like my pimp filter? I'm pimping the shit out of this motherfucker. Let's see what else we got over here. How about, how about some Super Saiyan? I'm going to go Super Saiyan on you motherfuckers. Yeah, Super Saiyan. And so anyway, you guys know who Roosh is? Another guy I like to shit on. Uh, used to be one of the most famous, or I guess he is, the most famous pickup artist. I guess probably not. Mystery is probably more famous, I would think. But he's one of the most famous pickup artists in the world. But then he became a big-time Christian. And now he's uh, telling his fan base that they're no longer welcome to post pickup artist stuff on his sites and shit. It's pretty funny. I'll read you what he said. Due to my recent turn to faith, my sense of morality is becoming based on the Bible. I've stopped a lot of behaviors that I've used to do and am in the process of making other changes. I've also realized that the majority of my published material and online platforms lead men into sin <laughs> or enable them to partake in sin. No, it's, it's not that it makes them partake in sin. It's that you treat men how to be a douchebag a misogynistic douchebag who look at women as sex objects who are there only to uh, trick into having sex with you. That's the real problem. It's amazing, though, that somehow this guy managed to go from being a pickup artist to even a bigger douche. How do you be a bigger douche than a pickup artist? But Rouge somehow figured this shit out. I no longer want this to occur. So I am implementing two new rules on the forum that are effective on June 1st, 2019. You can no longer discuss fornication or premarital sexual activity. This is what the guy literally taught. This is the guy's claim to fame, teaching losers how to trick women into sex. Things you can discuss, meeting women and with the intention of entering into a relationship with them, attracting women, going on dates, blah, blah, things you cannot discuss. Meeting women with the intention of fornicating with them, how to bang Physical intimacy with women you not married to beyond the act of kissing. Maintaining relationships with multiple women. So anyway, total douche. But uh, the thing about the pickup arts is that some of the pickup arts actually work. That's the thing about it. That's the horrible thing about it. But the, thing, but the reason is, it's because women want sex just as much as guys do. Women are just as fucking horny as guys are. It's not hard to pick up a woman to have sex with. So the pickup artist stuff works because it gives guys the confidence to just go up and talk to women. And that's really all you have to do. If they give you like, they give you all these preset things to say and all these speeches and shit, you don't need any of that. You just need the confidence to talk to begin with. But having all this 
uh, preset material is what gives these guys the confidence. And the, they see all these videos of these pickup artists doing it. And they're like, well, they can do it. And I know what I'm supposed to say because I have these scripts that I can repeat. So that gives me the confidence to go up and talk to them. And yeah, if you go up and talk to women, you go up and talk to 10 women, then eventually one of the women will probably sleep with you. It's a numbers game. So yeah, it works, but it's still fucking cringe. And it doesn't really work for the reasons that the pickup artists tell you it works. So anyway, um, this is more Rue shitting on. So he's basically abandoned his whole pickup artist thing. But at the same time, he's such a douche that he will literally blame a woman for a guy masturbating over her in public. He, he, he posted this video. It's a short little four-second clip. Let's play it. Um, and it shows a guy in a gym masturbating to a woman. And he literally blames the woman for the guy masturbating to her. Women dress like prostitutes at the gym in hopes that men masturbate to them. One man answers the call. What a fucking piece of trash, blaming the woman for this. And I don't know if this video is real or not. I can only assume it is. Maybe it's not. But it doesn't even really matter if it's real or not. The fact that he's blaming the woman for this is what's so fucking shameful. I mean, come on, you can do it, computer. You can do it. So close. And, yep, there's that guy over there. And looks like he's whacking it. Looks like he's whacking it to this girl working out. And she does have a nice butt. I'll give her that. I mean, it's not a nice enough butt to whack off to her in the middle of fucking the gym in public. Like, dude, what are you doing? Why? Why are you fucking whacking off in the middle of public? That makes me want to go Super Saiyan. But anyway, Rouge the douche blames the girl for it. And that's the, uh, that's the true sign of a misogynist. He never stopped becoming a misogynist. He might have abandoned the whole pickup artist thing, and, and he's entering a new grift, the, the Christian grift. But he still views women the exact same. You know, they're just sluts who deserve kind of whatever they get. Just shameful. How do these people have so many fans? How do these people make so much money? It's just so sad. This is the world. This is what the world has become. And uh, John Walker Lynn, the American Taliban, who pled guilty to terror-related charges after 9-11, has been released from prison, this motherfucker. Uh, this guy went over to Afghanistan when he was 20 and joined the fucking Taliban and uh, fought. And like, I'm not really sure if he killed any American people, but I can only assume that he fucking did. I mean, anyway, I guess they couldn't find enough information against, or evidence against him, so they finally let him out of jail after uh, September 11th was 2001. So I guess it's been 18 years. After 18 years of jail, they let this guy out there. And, you know... A part of me would be like, well, he was young. He was 20 years old when he did this. Maybe he shouldn't have to suffer his entire life in jail for a mistake he made when he was a kid. But through all the evidence I've found that says that he's not really very apologetic for what he did, he's still really hardcore into the Muslim shit. And apparently he, in prison, was uh, translating some violent Islamic uh, propaganda. And so... I don't really think this guy should be out of prison. I think they should find a reason to put him fucking back in jail. Definitely seems like he's going to be trouble. Would not be surprised to see him uh, commit some terrorist attack when he gets out. And Harvey Weinstein reached a $44 million settlement with his victims, which is uh, should teach all you guys out there, if you're going to fucking molest women against their will, you better be rich as fuck because the rich people can get away with anything in the fucking world. But it's going to cost him a pretty penny. $44 million fucking dollars, dude. Seriously. Hope it was worth it, dude. Hope it was worth being a fucking scuzz bag. But it probably was. And uh, speaking of scuzz bags, I actually love Quentin Tarantino. 
Quentin Tarantino is probably my favorite director of all time. He's the director of my favorite movie, Pulp Fiction of all time. But recently, he was asked a question, and he just kind of blew the question off, didn't answer it. And I think he should answer this question. So let me show you what the question was. Um, basically, they just asked him why he did not give Margot Robbie more lines in the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And this is a big thing that's going around Hollywood right now. Uh, they recently did a, a chart that showed Game of Thrones... Um, even though they have lots and lots of really powerful women on that show, only something like 30% of the dialogue, one third or less than a third of the dialogue was said by women on the show. Um, which a lot of people are wondering, you know, that's what the fuck, dude. This seems to be a uh, something that we see in Hollywood movies over and over again. They're still very, very, very male-dominated, where men say the vast majority of the roles. There's some kind of, I can't remember what it's called, but there's some kind of a, a test for movie that you do to see if it passes this particular test. And the test is where they're, at any point in the movie, there are two women on the screen talking to each other about anything other than a man. And apparently very, very, very few movies actually pass this test. The vast majority of dialogue is given to men and they're just, uh, most of the movies are from the perspective of a male. Which is odd because women make up, what, 52% of the population? Women make up, you know, women are the majority of the population in the world. And yet they still are being, uh, I don't want to say oppressed, but they're still not getting the, the screen time that men do. They're still not getting the lines. They're still not being treated equally and uh, all across the board. And so this is the kind of thing we do need feminism for. You know, people think, well, feminism is an outdated concept. Yeah, we need feminism in the past, but now all women's problems, especially in the West, have been solved and feminism is no longer necessary. But it is. You know, when you have mega shows like Game of Thrones, having women only say 30% of the lines, I mean, there's something going on there. There's something going on about our male-dominated society where the representation of women is still not to the level it should be at. And uh, this was a question they asked Quentin Tarantino. It was a perfectly fair question. Like Literally, all he had to say was something like, well, I, I'm a man, and my perspective is generally from the male perspective. And um, so I wrote it from the male perspective, and that's why most of the dialogue is is from men. And I would totally support if women, if more women are allowed the opportunity to make movies and them to give more uh, opportunities for women to speak. I think that would be a great idea. But instead, he just blows the question off completely. So let me play it here. Um, Quentin, you have put Margot Robbie, a, a very talented actress, um, actor, in your film. She was in the Leonardo with Leonardo in Wolf of Wall Street. I, Tanya, this is a. I'll start it over. Um, Quentin, you have put Margot Robbie, a, a very talented actress, um, actor, in your film. She was in the Leonardo with Leonardo in Wolf of Wall Street. I, Tanya, this is a you know, person with a great deal of acting talent, and yet you haven't really given her many lines in the movie. And I wondered, I guess that was a deliberate choice on your part, and I just wanted to know why that was, that we don't hear her actually speaking very much. And uh, Margo, I wanted you to also comment about being in the film in this part. Well, I just reject your hypotheses. I just reject I, your, um, without saying nothing, dude, just answer the like question. I, said, I mean, like I you, you could have answered the question I, and said anything. So that's the way I want to do it. That's just how the script went this time. Or why are you rejecting her hypotheses? I mean, you have a very talented actress, one of the most famous female actresses in the world, and you didn't write very many lines for her, and they're just wondering why. I mean, it's a very fair question to ask these producers, these male producers, and they're going to have to come up with a better answer for it, in my opinion, because uh, just avoiding the question ain't cutting it anymore. Still love you, Quentin, but you got to do better than that, in my opinion. And uh, apparently, 
Will Smith's new movie, Aladdin, is out. And I don't know if you guys remember the uh, little picture of him as Aladdin. Um, let's see if they have it down here anywhere. His blue ass. I guess I don't see it. Anyway, um, people made fun of when it, when it first came out, when they were showing the pictures of him as Aladdin. People were making fun of him as the genie. Um, but apparently the movie is a, a hit. People fucking love it. And it's got nothing but rave reviews. So... I don't usually like give shout out to movies, and I haven't seen it, but I did notice that it was trending on Twitter, and uh, everybody is fucking raving about it. Everybody said he did a fantastic, amazing job, and it was very funny. So, uh, kudos to you, Will Smith. Fuck all the haters, I guess. People hating on you before they actually know what's up. Guess you show them. And next up, this one's from AP South U.S. Region. And, uh, oh, God, this one, this one fucking just rips my guts out. I cannot fucking believe this shit happened. In, in a recent Virginia case, a dog was euthanized and cremated so it could lie next to its owner when she died. You fucking bitch. Like, who is responsible for this? Like, God damn it. That's so fucking stupid. That's like some fucking Egyptian days and shit where you have all your slaves killed and put them in the coffin with you. I mean, I'm, I didn't actually, I guess I should have checked to see if who, whose idea, I don't know if this is the woman's idea that died, that's what she wanted to happen, but you do not love your dog if you want your dog to be killed and buried with you. Like, you're supposed to treat your dogs like children and shit. I cannot imagine having one of my dogs euthanized and buried with me. I, I would want them to live the happiest, longest life after I'm dead that I think I possibly could. Like, you fucking bitch. And who the fuck were the veterinarians that did this? Who were the fucking funeral homes that did this? All these people should be fine. Maybe jail time or something. They should be animal cruelty. Fuck everything about this. Holy shit, this makes me angry. Like, people are just disgusting, you know? People are just, when you think people can't get any lower, they just somehow find a way to get fucking lower, right? And uh, two more Indian climbers are dead, or among three dead, in overcrowded Mount Everest. Folks, quit going to fucking Mount Everest. Nobody gives a shit that you climb Mount Everest. I could just tell somebody I climb Mount Everest and not even climb it, and nobody would fucking know the difference. Nobody knows if you actually climbed it or not. Why are you fucking up there? That is not a place human beings belong. And see, what's happening now is, I don't want to say it's hilarious, because it's not hilarious. It's really sad. So many people are climbing Mount Everest right now that there, have, that there are waiting lines. There are only certain places that you can climb it, so there are long lines. And so what happened to one of these people is they literally had to wait 12 hours in the line to climb Mount Everest to get down Mount Everest, and they died in the waiting. So many people are climbing it that they're fucking dying in waiting lines. People, stop. You don't belong fucking on Mount Everest. Stop trying to prove some stupid thing to people. Nobody gives a shit. It's dumb. You're risking your life for nothing. And not only that, you guys are polluting the whole fucking mountain, leaving dead bodies up there and shit. Polluting the fucking mountain with your dead body. Have some class, people. And uh, apparently, the judge in the, ju uh, one of the judges, in the ju Jesse Smollett case has uh, decided that he is going to uh, unseal the whole case so we can see what the fuck's going on, and which I think is a good idea. Some kind of fuckery definitely was going on with the Jesse Smollett bullshit. And uh, I don't know who he paid off or who he was trying to, who they were trying to protect. Maybe some cops didn't do the right thing in this case, and they're trying to protect them or cover up for them. But fuck that. Nobody should be covered. They shouldn't unseal this whole damn thing. We should get to the bottom of it, find out what the fuck's going on, because that motherfucker definitely guilty. He should have definitely done some jail time, and justice was not served in this case in any fucking possible way. And uh, here's a Darwin Award winner. This is directly from the Darwin Award site. And uh, if I can get it to fucking play, this guy's like, I'm going to throw my beer up in the air, and I'm going to do a backflip at the same time. <laughs> what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong with me throwing the beer in the air and then doing a backflip and then trying to catch my beer? It will go beautifully. 
as you can expect from the fact it's on the Darwin Award site. So here we go. And, yep. Nope. Uh, you got smashed in the head with your beer. You didn't even make your fucking jump, dude. You did not even jump correctly. You own your knees, and now you're hitting the head with a beer, and now you're embarrassed. But thank you. That was entertaining for all of us to watch you get hurt. And next up, Mike Huckabee. Oh, God, this fucking douchebag. So Mike Huckabee built his dream house on a public beach, a spot where more than 4 million spring breakers and tourists come to visit each year. So basically what they've done was is he's gone and paid off the officials, and he only paid them $500 to annex the public beach between his house and the ocean. These fucking rich motherfuckers. They move in a place, and they just said, hey, there's 7 million people in the world, but we own this beach. We fucking own this, and all you, got, all you motherfuckers can't come on our property. This is ours. No, motherfucker. I wish I lived that close to your fucking beach so I could just go set up camp on your beach whenever the fuck I wanted to. Make you call the cops on me. Just to show you, you do not fucking own that shit. Just because you're rich, just because you're a fucking conservative asshole doesn't mean you can take over shit. Anyway, um, Mike Huckabee, epic fight to keep beachgoers off his patch of Florida sand. If you're in Florida, go. Find out where Mike Huckabee's fucking beach property is. Mob that shit. Make it a nude beach. You should all nude it up all the fucking time. Go shake your wang in front of his face. That's my opinion on the subject. Play with your balls right in front of Mike Huckabee. That would entertain me. And apparently these, uh, the Kranischke brothers, or I don't know how you pronounce their names, Ed and Brian Krasenstein, I guess that's how you pronounce it. I don't know who the fuck these guys are, but apparently they're these left-wing guys who have become famous on Twitter for shitting on Trump and the right, which is cool. You know, I generally dig that. But apparently, according to Twitter, they were uh, using bots and stuff to inflate their numbers, and they were using, they are having artificial encounters with people I'm not really sure what they were doing. They both deny all of this. They're saying they didn't do anything wrong. But Twitter's like, nah, you guys are fucking cheating. And so Twitter banned them. So, uh, yeah, I wish I was fucking rich enough just to buy fucking people, you know. I think, I think it happens a lot more than you guys think. I think a lot of these people that are really famous on Twitter and YouTube, I think a fucking awful lot of them are buying their supporters and shit. Like I showed, I think I showed um, my show a couple weeks ago. I think it was Ben Shapiro spent like $200,000 on his Facebook or some shit like that buying people. So it happens a lot more than you guys think. But I can assure you I am not buying motherfuckers. I can't afford shit. I am poor as fuck. So I guess that explains why nobody is watching my shit. But anyway, maybe I'll win the lottery someday and I can buy fame. Not that I would do that, obviously, because I don't even want to be fucking famous. I'm just joking around. But this is Stance, Grand- Stance Grounded. Outrageous! This black college student who was picked up trash on his property was racially profiled. I don't know if you guys saw this video. This video has gone viral. Um, this dude's literally sitting in front of his fucking house, uh, picking up trash, the and the police come and fucking harass him, ask him to give ID and shit for no fucking reason. It's like papers, please. It's like fucking Nazi Germany for black people these days, and he ain't fucking having it. Like, he's like, I ain't doing shit. You ain't fucking gonna shoot me. You ain't gonna tase me. I'm in front of my fucking house picking up trash. This is bullshit. I'm just gonna follow until my cover gets here. Sit down. Now. Why? Now. Do it now. Why? Fuck you. Why? I'm detaining you to investigate. Why? Investigate a trespass. Sit down. No. Then you're probably gonna get tased in a second. Why? 
Because you have you. a weapon. Put that I, down. I have a weapon? Put it down and comply with pussies. my orders, please. You think that you could taste me? I'm freaking picking up trash on my property. I need to confirm it. Where I live. There's a sign. I'm not doing anything illegal, and you're not going to fucking taste me, officer. So Sit how do down. you think about that? Here, you I'm have a dangerous see. object in your hand, I and you're failing to put it down. I'm picking up trash. Put it down. You're, you're being me. detained. You're I feel threatened gun. because you're not That's putting that down. You don't yes, feel threatened. I'm picking up trash. Bullshit. You don't fucking feel threatened. You're just trying to be a bully because he won't sit down. You're trying to bully him to do what you want him to do. So you're threatening him with fucking torture. I'm going to fucking tease you till you comply. That's paying compliance. We see right through you, motherfucker. We know what you're doing. Goddamn. Put it down. If you use that weapon against me, weapon. then yes, I'm, that is a consideration. It's not a fucking weapon, dude. He's picking up trash on his property. All you have to do is comply right now. I don't have a weapon! That's a weapon. This no. is a bucket! No, that's a weapon. This right there. is a clamper for picking up garbage, sir. Put it down, I'm telling you, I'm threatened it's not by a it. Weapon. You're not threatened, I'm threatened. You have eight officers. <laughs> I'm threatened. You have a fucking gun, dude. You have eight officers surrounding me with guns drawn. I'm the one threatened. You're not fucking threatened, you assholes. So eventually they just left the guy alone because he wasn't fucking doing anything. But man, like, you could understand why black people are so exhausted. We're just now. Starting to see more of this stuff because of camera phones. All this stuff is being recorded nowadays. And, we're having, and of course, this was on a body cam from a police. Um, but this stuff didn't exist, like, you know, 15, 20 years ago. This stuff has been going on for hundreds of years with the police treating black folks and minorities like this. Not just black folks and minorities. Everybody like this, but especially black folks and minorities. And uh, can you imagine the shit they were doing before there were body cameras? Before we were recording everything? No wonder black folks are so disenchanted with our society. No wonder they don't feel like they're a part of our system. They're, they're, they don't feel like they belong to the American system because of the way they're treated, you know, the way they've been treated for hundreds of fucking years. There's actually a great documentary on uh, Netflix called The Bloods and the Crips that actually goes to the history of how the Bloods and the Crips got started. And they explain the reason we got started was because of the way the cops were treating us. We had to kind of form gangs because we would go to neighborhoods and there was like a fine line of neighborhoods we weren't allowed to go into. The cops would harass us and kick us out and treat us like shit. So we had to form gangs to protect ourselves. So anyway, it's kind of like the whole terrorist thing. They, they hate us for our freedoms. No, they hate us because of the way you fucking treat them. It, it makes sense. And you guys know uh, YouTuber Joey Salads? This guy, this guy's like the kind of He's like a character that would be killed in the first episode of The Sopranos. Yo, Joey Salad's here. Anyway, he's running for, uh, I don't know, some kind of political office. I hope he doesn't get anywhere near it because the guy's a fucking douche. But here he is bragging about all the sex he's had. I've had sex thousands of times. Not one pregnancy. Pull out, condom, birth control, cycle planning. Yeah. Oh, you fucking whores getting pregnant. You shouldn't worry about goddamn abortion. As long as you keep your legs closed, put a condom on, pull out. It's not even a big deal. But even if it all fails, I'm prepared for the girl to get pregnant because is one of the outcomes to having sex. Uh, it doesn't have to be, right? Uh, you could have an abortion, right? Or have morning after pill or any of that shit. That is to protect us from being incubators against kids we don't want. You fucking piece of trash. But I love the way he's fucking bragging about how much sex is. In all seriousness, it's not... In all seriousness, it's not thousands, but definitely over 1,000. Just by doing some quick math of how long I've been in and out of my relationships and how many times we banged in a day, yeah, easy 1K. Well, congratulations, dude. You've had so much sex. I mean, that's not even something to brag about. I mean, I've been in a relationship with a woman, different women, but at least 
a certain woman for 25 years, right? So that's what, uh, 365 days times 25. I'm not good at math, but that's like, uh, what, over 10,000 days? So if you were just having sex once a week, that would be more than a thousand times, right? So uh, that's not very impressive. Why the fuck are you bragging about how many women you're having sex with, you fucking cringy dipshit? Please don't vote for this guy. He is just all kinds of awful. And uh, this is another person that's uh, bitching on Sam Harris. Because of Sam Harris, a lot of people fucking are bitching at Sam Harris for this tweet he put out. All these assaults are mock assassinations. Whether the perpetrators know it or not, pies, milkshakes, glitter, etc. reveal unavoidable weakness in the security of their targets and advertise their vulnerability to the whole world. The result is worse than it appears. And so everybody's like dunking on Sam Harris for this stupid take. (gasps) Somebody threw a water balloon at me. That was literally a mock execution. But no, I understand what he's saying. He's saying that... People throwing milkshakes on politicians show that, hey, it doesn't have to be a milkshake. It could be a gun. See how easily they, they, how easily they throw milkshakes on you? They could just as easily shoot you. So this shows the vulnerability in uh, these security teams' uh, coverage. And so the whole world is being shown that it's really easy to kill these politicians, which makes throwing milkshakes on them bad, which is really stupid. Everybody fucking already knows that you can walk up and shoot a politician, right? I mean, the security is not that great around any of these guys. I don't think that's a big secret to anybody. And usually, like, when somebody finds a bug, uh, a vulnerability in a website or something like that, and they don't use it to exploit the bug, they show people that the bug exists, usually they're rewarded for that because the people who on the website or the program, they go and re- they fix the bug. They fix the hole in the security, right? So isn't all these milkshakes doing these people a favor by showing them the holes in their security that they can fix? So you should be rewarding them for helping your security to be better. That's my take on it, right? But anyway, Classical Citrus says, I'm beyond ashamed to say that I paid money to buy some of this guy's books. Jesus, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, I mean, I, I, feel, I feel you. I still like Sam Harris. I still think Sam Harris does a lot of good work, but a lot of people are belling on the Sam Harris train because he seems to be taking a, a right-wing turn, and he seems to be attracting a lot of right-wingers, and that's not really the audience you want to attract, in my opinion. Might want to second-guess that, Sam. Not really the way you want to fucking go. And also people are pointing out that this guy who is now bitching about milkshakes literally wrote about in defense of torture. Sam Harris, 2006, Indefensive Torture. Sam Harris, 2019, Throwing Milkshakes is fasci- at Fascists equals mock assassinations. So, yeah, Harris is getting dunked on all over the place. But like I said, his tweets are still getting tens of thousands of likes. So he may not even care. He may not care that the demographics of his audience is changing. He may just gonna take the money and run, even though he doesn't even need it. Most people, I don't know if most people know this or not, but uh, Sam Harris is like a, a rich kid, right? He's like a trust fund kid. His mom is one of the people that, invented the show the golden girls so he's never really had to um work a day in his life and that's probably why he thinks that all woke people or most woke people are rich leftists because that's pretty much all he hangs out with probably i doubt sam harris has a lot of experience hanging out with poor black people um so he obviously wouldn't have that knowledge maybe you should try it sam maybe you should hang out with a, a different demographic of people instead of just the rich assholes you hang out maybe you'd have a different view of the world if that's my opinion but anyway so this woman was uh, sitting in her office, and she looked out, and she said, Holy shit, there's a woman dressed like the handmaid's tail on top of this building that's about to fucking jump. So she calls the cops, and the cops come, and it turns out it's just an umbrella. 
It's just a big umbrella. Nothing to worry about. It was blowing in the wind. It looked like a woman from The Handmaid's Tale. I jumped to her death. But it's not. It's just a fucking umbrella. So everything's cool. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of a funny story. And she tweeted about it. Today, I thought I saw a woman dressed as a handmaid about to jump from a building. I called 911, but it's, it's just an umbrella. So, cute story. like to see stories like that make me laugh. And uh, here's a little shitting on Charlie Kirk moment. I can't stand Charlie Kirk. What a dickhead that guy is. And he's shitting on Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete wants to remove Thomas Jefferson from the history books because he owns slaves. These guys do nothing but fucking lie. Liars, liars, liars. That's all they do. Try to scare their fan base. And they know their fan base won't actually look into it. They know they want research. So their fan base will believe them. And True story about this, uh, what happened is uh, Buttigieg says explicitly that he is talking about only about dim party dinners named after Jackson and Jefferson, not blotting him out of history books. They're basically talking about uh, like uh, campaign dinners where they raise money and stuff, where they named it after Jefferson and uh, Thomas Jefferson and other slave owners. And he's like, hey, maybe this is not a good idea. Maybe we shouldn't have like our... Uh, charity events named after slave owners. Maybe as Democrats, we should stop naming them after it. And of course, Charlie Kirk's, he's wanting to remove Jefferson from all the history books, period. They're trying to erase our history. No, motherfucker, you're a liar. And uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. And uh, P is not stored in the balls. Fuck you. And here's one from Political Bullshit. He put out some good takes. This is uh, every episode of the Joe Rogan Show. The mainstream media wants you to believe this turkey sub from Subway is a foot long when it's actually only 11 inches. That's crazy, man. Have you ever tried BMT? Uh, yeah, I've tried a BMT and I've tried DMT too. Try both those. Joe Rowe literally just agrees with half what his fucking audience says. Unless they're a lefty. If they're lefty, he'll shit on them all day long and call them out. But if they're righty, I mean, I guess he does call the right out some, but he definitely lets them on his show to say a lot of bullshit that goes unchecked. And in my opinion, he is not responsible for the platform that he has, and he definitely should be more so. And this one's from Brandon Morse. Oh, yeah, man. Robots have never fucking scared me more. Like, I wasn't scared at robots at all until now, but they are becoming so fucking human-like. The most human thing I've ever seen in my life. Look at this thing. Just, nope, nope. That's not how you do that. Nope. Uh, nope, you turned it over, and now you're face first on the ground. Yep, that's definitely me, back before I quit drinking. So, fear the robots. They're going to take over the world, and they're going to drink all our beer. Futurama taught us that, right? Bender is great. Bender is great. Bender, 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 bender. This one from Rational Disconnect. Oh, God, Dave Rubin. For those of you who had Dave Rubin on your bingo card, now is the time to shit on Dave Rubin. Gays who stay on their knees. I get what you're saying there, Dave. They don't really care about gays. They just like gays who stay on their knees. Bullshit. It's just so silly, man. I mean, Democrats have done nothing but try to protect gays and try to make society more fair for gays and try to make people not so mean and hateful towards gays. What the fuck are you talking about? Dave Rubin just selling out his own people every fucking chance he get, but here he is. You're so valuable because America needs people who are clearly liberal and who, who this is uh, Dennis Prager basically saying that Dave Rubin is so valuable because he can take the street cred of saying he's a liberal. Keep saying you're liberal. Keep, keep calling that out because it, it allows us to say, see, even liberals agree with us. Even liberals agree that the left has gone completely insane. But no, we see right through it. He's not a fucking liberal. He's a grifter, just like fucking Tim Pool. Anyway, I'll skip my I'm so sick of Dave Rubin. Fuck this Dave Rubin guy. 
And uh, here's the last Twitter story I'm going to cover today. Last but not least, another one from political bullshit. And uh, oh, this is creepy as shit. Deep fakes, deep fakes. This is going to be all over. Talking about filters. These filters are going to yeah, be the future, people. You can say whatever you believe. want of me. Why don't you frankly, just try and I don't care. The I, don't, I don't frankly give a damn. I'm not going to believe your own eyes with this little baby Ben Shapiro. Little baby Ben Shapiro freaking out and leaving your show. You can think whatever you want of me. Why don't you frankly, just try and I don't care. The I, don't, I don't frankly give a damn what you, you think of me since I've never heard of you. You can think whatever you want of me. Why don't you frankly, just try and I don't care. The I, don't, I don't frankly give a damn what you think of me since I've never heard of you. That's so creepy. You can think whatever you want of me. Frankly, I don't care. These deep fakes are getting a little too real, a little too creepy. They're going to have deep fakes of me sometime. They probably have a deep fake of me like having sex with a horse or something. Wouldn't be surprised at all if there was a deep fake of me eventually having sex with a horse or a mannequin or a dummy, a little wooden dummy. Who are you calling a dummy? You a dummy. So anyway, let's read the super chats and then we'll finish up the show with some religious bullshit. Super chats. Uh, let's see. What is your opinion of Richard Carrier? Ooh, that's a good question. Richard Carrier. I've met Richard Carrier, and he was a nice guy, and uh, I liked him, and I, I've actually shared some of his work. I think he's done some really good work. Um, but I think he's a little bit handsy with the ladies, and I think that's become a problem. I think he has boundary issues when it comes to women. And uh, that's, in a way, it's sort of understandable. I'm not, I'm not justifying it, but I understand it because I've seen how some of these women treat uh famous atheist people you guys may not know this but they're like atheist groupies they're like people they're like women and not just there are some pretty decent looking women out there who have this fetish about having sex with popular figures in the atheist community and in the skeptic community and so they like they have their little scorecard and they go around and they try to bang as many of the popular people in the community as they possibly can so people uh i've had this experience and other people in, in the atheist community have told me about this experience too so I've seen women like this treat Richard Carrier like this. And so when you have women treat you like this, it kind of makes you think that all women want to be treated like this or it kind of like blurs your, your boundaries and makes you, it kind of desensitizes you to the proper way to act around women sometimes. Uh, Lawrence Krauss, he's another one of the guys that had this same exact problem. I know this beautiful girl. This girl's one, one of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen, and she wouldn't even date me. She would not date me, but she fucking loved Lawrence Krauss, that old motherfucker, that old ugly bald motherfucker. I like Lawrence Krauss. I'm just picking on him. But still, and she always tell me about how she wanted to have sex with Lawrence Krauss. Like that was her her daddy fetish or whatever. And she totally would have banged Lawrence Krauss if she had the chance. And like I said, this is a girl wouldn't even bang me. So, hey. So it kind of explains why Lawrence Krauss is the way he is. Because when you get this kind of attention from women and, and Richard Carrier the same way, it kind of, like I said, blurs those lines on how you can react to other women who are not actually interested in you, which are most women are not really interested in these guys. Most women are not fucking groupies. So I think he's a little handsy and needs to kind of work on his uh, social interactions with women. But other than that, he seems like an okay guy. And he spreads pretty good information. And he was on uh, Mythicist Milwaukee where he debated Carl Benjamin, a.k.a. Eric Sargon of A-Kid. And he destroyed Sargon, which was nice to see. So I don't know. Mixed feelings. Booger Guy 499 said, Did Theresa May resign so that she wouldn't be milkshaked? I wouldn't be surprised. It is definitely the conservative's nightmare. They're... Totally terrified of the milkshaking, but most likely it was probably because she couldn't get Brexit done. Uh, she doesn't have the confidence of the politicians that are voting on it, so they have to get somebody else in there and try to do a better job. And H.S. Rob, another $5. I got a message about online training for Bernie's campaign this weekend. I'm a U.S. citizen living in Canada. I hope others here will be doing this. Yeah, like Bernie, 
is to me the best candidate we have. Uh, it looks to me like it's going to be Biden. It looks like Biden is going to go up against Trump to me. And uh, Biden is a horrible fucking candidate. But if it's between him and Trump, we got to go with Biden, right? And that's why I kind of hate to shit on Biden too much because I don't want to help Trump win. But at the same time, oh my God, Bernie, come on. We got to make a push to get Bernie the fucking nomination because Biden is a horrible, horrible fucking choice. What a boring, boring, boring fucking ass choice. And uh, Bort license plate says, Dusty, you ain't rusty. Dusty, you're getting rusty. Why are you playing those video games? Because I fucking want to. I play all the goddamn video games I want to be just as rusty as I want to be. Thank you for that. I'm a little rusty sometimes. Lobo, give me $10. Hey, Dusty, as always, I appreciate your work. I can't really tune in for the whole length of your new format, but I'll still support you. What do you think of the Game of Thrones season finale? I loved it. I know a lot of people were mad because the pacing was totally different, but it was to be expected. I mean, they... I guess the people that are producing the show is some company named D&D, and D&D uh, didn't want to do the show anymore. HBO wanted to fund them, wanted to like, give them, write them a blank check to do as many episodes and to carry on for several more seasons, but D&D didn't want to do that. They were sick of the show, and they didn't want uh, HBO to carry on the show without them, so they decided to end the show. So they decided to do two final seasons, and obviously the pacing of the show had to be completely fucking different, right? Um, because they had so many loose ends to wrap up, and I thought they did... A pretty good job of it. You know, I, obviously the pacing was really, really fast compared to all the other seasons, but they did the best they could do with the situation, in my opinion, and I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. I think Game of Thrones is the best TV show ever made, and I don't think the ending grooming that at all. I think it left off on a note that all of their adventures were just beginning and they can have some good spinoffs, and I look forward to seeing what the future has to bring for the Game of Thrones series. So, anyway, good question. Jason asked me to give me $20 for Canadian. Thank you very much. That was very generous of you, and I will take your question extremely seriously now. Hey, Dusty, please reconsider your stance on banning trolls. People like Skullduggery make the chat completely pointless. Keep up the good work. Okay. Well, I will reconsider it. What do you guys think? You guys type right now. What do you think about me banning trolls? Should I ban people like Skullduggery? Should I ban all these people who are being transphobic in the chat? Skullduggery is literally obsessed with me. He's a guy that I guess he used to be a fan, or he's still a fan of Atheism, atheism is Unstoppable. And uh, he's obsessed with me completely. He comes in every show that I do and does nothing but spam up the chat by putting me down and belittling me. And he comes to my uh, Twitter every chance he gets and he shits on me constantly because, you know, that's that's his hobby. I'm his hobby. And so I kind of I feel bad for him because I kind of I hate to take his hobby away from him because obviously I mean a great deal to him. He spends an awful lot of his time uh, focusing upon me. So he's obviously kind of a sad person. But if you guys think that the chat is being too ruined by the trolls, then maybe we can consider banning more of them. I don't like doing that, but also I want to do what the audience finds the most entertaining and they like the most. So you guys let me know in the chat. I, always I go through after each show and I watch all the uh, the real-time chats and I see everything you guys say and I read all your messages. So type it in and let me know what you think and I will read it. And uh, have you read Karl Popper's Paradox of Tolerance? Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. It's how you can't be tolerant to everything. You have to be tolerance to intolerance. You have to be intolerant to intolerance, basically. Um, or else, you know, the system's fucked. I think that's what you're talking about, right? Thank you for the question. I appreciate it. More Super Chats, please. Your last chance to get in Super Chats. Before I finish up the show, I'm going to finish it up with some religious bullshit. For those of you who like my religious bullshit, bullshit, I uh, basically, at the end of every show, I talk about the... Worst religious stories of the month. And uh, here you see I have several. I'm just going to pick a few up here. I don't think, I don't think I'm going to do the whole thing. Let's see. How much time I got left? Got 30 minutes. Uh, maybe I'll finish up. Maybe I'll do a solid three-hour show. So first off, um, 
these heartbeat abortion bills, they're just an end around abortion ban. Now they can say they're not, they can pretend they're not, but that's exactly what they fucking are. They're just trying to get around the abortion ban by saying, oh, it's got a heartbeat, so we, we got to ban abortion, right? After six weeks. But they're just admitting it's basically a, a total abortion ban. Um, when you have this detectable heartbeat, this is what this guy says, by the way. This is, uh, what's his name? Matt Staver. He is a, I think he is a politician of some sort. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's a politician. Um, here's what he has about when you have this detectable heartbeat, it's five to six weeks post-fertilization. So most women would never even know that they're pregnant until at or after that time because you're just now missing your first menstrual cycle and you don't know if that's just something that happened or if you're actually pregnant until you actually do a pregnancy test. And so most abortions under these heartbeat bills would be banned. You would not be able to do it. And so that's, I think, this is a good law. So they're just admitting it. It's an end-around abortion ban. It's exactly what they're doing. They're not fooling anybody. And uh, it's hard to believe that they've made so much progress so quick. Like, I didn't really think they were going to actually be able to pull off all these abortion bans. I thought that they were just bullshitting. Um, but that really is the level to, that conservatives have taken over politics in our country right now. Not only have they taken over uh, most, uh, they've taken over one, one of the houses and uh, also the presidency. And now they have the majority in the Supreme Court. But they also still have most of the governorships and uh, most of the state legislatures in the country. Which, of course, happened because, I mean, it happened for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons is because the skeptic community, of which I helped to build, turned their back on all that shit, stopped fucking attacking Christianity, stopped attacking conservatism, and decided that blue-haired college kids were the biggest threat to the planet right now. That's what we had to fight. And so that's the way the the whole the whole community went. That's the, the direction it went. And now we're all fucking so far to the right that they're freaking out over milkshakes, right? just sad the way it's gone and uh here's another conservative basically saying that the new equality act all it does is basically give gays the same rights that everybody else does but obviously that's going to make christians freak out so they say the same things they always say so how does the church interact with homosexual marriage or incestuous marriage or marriage to pets does the church recognize these no i don't think so no of course not the state has, I guess, approved the marriage to pets. I believe, isn't that part of the Obergefell? No, that's not. Obergefell is just a uh, equality act, right? I think it was. So basically they're saying that they're doing the same exact thing that the guy that Dave Rubin works for. Dave Rubin works for a guy on PragerU, a billionaire who made his billions fracking, who teaches that being gay is exactly the same as being a pedophile or having sex with dogs and cats. And this is what gay Dave Rubin still works for this guy. This is what this guy's saying. This is what they always say. But no, being gay has nothing to do with pedophilia, has nothing to do with bestiality. It's just so fucking stupid. Why are you guys so concerned with where people put their penises? Focus on your own dicks. Seriously, folks. Goddamn. And uh, a new Trump role. Would let taxpayer-funded homeless shelters reject trans people. See, these are the kind of videos that people like Rationality Rules should be doing. You want to be a trans ally? Start doing videos like this, dude. You know? It's simple. Start talking about subjects like this. This is the kind of subjects that affect trans people. The most vulnerable members of our society are still being fucking fed upon by our government. This should fucking outrage everybody. This should make you immediately stop supporting any goddamn conservatives. I mean, how cruel can you get the most vulnerable member of a society? And especially like if they're homeless, homeless trans people, that's the, the vulnerable of the vulnerable. 
Imagine being such a shithead, you turn your back on these people because you simply don't agree with their lifestyle, you think it's icky, or whatever the fuck your problem is. Imagine being that fucking evil, man. It's just so disgusting that this is still, 2019 current year, this is still the fucking shit they're trying to pull. And uh, Christian Pastor says, Satan ramratting Democrats into passing Equality Act. It's another one of these, they're freaking out against this Equality Act. And so Satan... The devil is ramrodding them, Lord. He's ramrodding them and driving them. We ask you, Lord, for an emergency intervention on H.R. 5. So why are you praying for God to undo his all-powerful uh, goals, right? Doesn't God have his own plan in place? Isn't God all-powerful, all-knowing? He has his own goals and plans in place. Why the fuck in the world would you ask him to intervene in his plans? Wouldn't God know better than you what the fuck he's doing? You're just a human who has very limited information about anything. Why would you want God to change his plans? It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, as always, it's the devil. The devil is making people care about gay people. No, motherfucker. We just want to treat everybody equally. Being gay is just how you're born, just like being born brown-eyed or blue-eyed or left-handed. And you shouldn't fucking be oppressing people over that because you're evil if you do. And this Catholic high school has banned skirts because the teachers are uncomfortable. The male teachers are distracted and shit over these fucking skirts. Dude, seriously. What the fuck? Keep it in your pants, man. I mean, I've been at a fucking strip club before and I didn't got a boner. Like, I had a stripper dance on my dick one time and I didn't get a fucking boner. Like, how desperate are you motherfuckers going to get boners over high school girls and fucking Catholic school uniforms? I mean, I'm so fucking far past that at this point. You guys need to watch way more porn. If just normal girls and skirts are what's doing it for you, your mind is not fucked up enough. You need to fuck your mind up way more. You need to get into the really hard, dirty, dirty, dirty stuff. So, yeah. Um, anyway, after issuing thousands and thousands of hours of detention to students, modifying the length of uniform skirts, Principal Kevin Calkins sent news of the ban to students in an email on Friday, local media reported. In the email, Calkins wrote that the dress code existed to foster a faith-based environment where students are focused on learning and not outward appearances. Male faculty feel uncomfortable addressing female students about the length of their skirts. Even female faculty have expressed frustration with the ongoing challenging of the dress code. Calkins wrote an email, so yeah, we can't handle our hormones. We can't fucking handle ourselves, so we don't need you guys to wear skirts anymore because it's too tempting. I mean, I can kind of see it, I guess. I mean, uh... The Red Hot Chili Peppers did make that song a long time ago. Catholic school girls rule. Catholic school girls rule. You guys know that one? That was like before Blood Sugar Sex Magic. That's some old school fucking Chili Peppers for you guys. But um, apparently they banned skirts altogether, and now the women are only allowed to wear either pants or cargo shorts. Cargo shorts? Aren't cargo shorts like higher on the leg than the skirts are? How does that fucking solve anything, you goddamn idiots? I don't know. Maybe you guys would just, like, masturbate more, and then you wouldn't have to fucking worry about the girls in your school. Just go home and crank it out before you go to school, you know? You'll be all right. And watch more porn. That's Christian's problem. Not enough porn watching. And Christian host, Mayor Pete has violent sex with man he claims to love. They're so fucking freaked out of this Pete Buttig Buttigieg guy. Like, dude, seriously. He's just gay. I mean, you guys know gay people been around for a long fucking time, right? They've been gay people pretty much since there have been people. This ain't suck something new. But anyway, this chick, she's a Christian host of something. I don't know. I'm not watching her show. But she said, excuse me for what I'm about to say. No, fuck you. Addison responded, 
We are talking about a man who engages in violent sex acts with a person he claims to love. Now, that's ugly. What are you talking about, violent sex acts? I've seen a lot of booty sex, okay? I used to run a gay website. And you know the thing I learned about gay sex and uh, gay porn? It's actually more loving than regular porn. It's like a lot more kissing and hugging and cuddling shit. They fucking love each other, man. They're like really into it. It's not like, like straight porn. It's like brutal. They like throw the woman down, spread her legs, grab her hair pull on her, grab her throat, choke her. Like, you don't see that shit too much in gay porn. It's, like, respectful. I don't know if it's because they're worried that the other guy's going to kick the shit out of them if they're not respectful and stuff. But it ain't violent. The fuck are you even talking about? Anyway, a man who marries a man and says that this could potentially be the first gentleman of the United States and we're supposed to talk about his policies? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Why talk about the policies of a guy running for president of the United States? Instead, let's talk about where he puts his penis. That makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? But no, it doesn't make a lot more sense. The only thing that really fucking matters are his goddamn policies, you fucking doorknob. Fuck, Christians. Don't you guys have anything better to do? And in Mississippi, this happened here locally. These are the kind of winners that Mississippi is creating. A Mississippi Christian lawmaker punched his wife for not undressing for sex fast enough. Oh, my fucking God. This is State Representative Doug McLeod. Uh, hopefully, he won't be state representative much longer. Like, the sad thing is, is, like, I could not win if my life depended on it, running against these guys. These guys would beat me every fucking time because I'm an atheist. I couldn't win. But these are the guys that these idiot Christians around here keep putting into fucking power. State Rep. Douglas McLeod was arrested after he allegedly punched his wife when she failed to get undressed quickly enough when he wanted to have sex, according to the investigative report filed by George County Sheriff's Department. Over the course of the investigations, deputies wrote in the report that the state lawmaker had punched his wife in the face, blooding her nose. Deputies found blood on the couple's bed and on the floor in the same room. McLeod's wife said that her husband was drunk and just snapped, and he, as he often does when under the influence of alcohol, the report said. So this is one of the guys who recently passed one of the abortion laws in Mississippi, one of the draconian abortion laws. They, the similar laws that they have in Georgia and Alabama, they just passed something similar here in Mississippi. So these are the kind of guys that are doing this, people that see women as property. That's the, exactly how he sees women. He sees it from a very, very biblical viewpoint, no doubt, that the man is the head of the household and the woman is there to support the man, and that when the man wants to have sex, the woman better be Johnny on the spot. You better take your clothes off faster, bitch. My dick is hard. And this is exactly how he feels about women when it comes to abortion, right? There are incubators to, to sit there and spit out babies. They're, they're there for the man's enjoyment. And if men want them to have babies and not have abortions, that's the way it's going to be. A man decides what happens with your body, not you, bitch. And uh, hopefully this guy gets kicked out of office. But who knows? He may not. Like Stuff like this happens all the time. And these guys keep their power structure. They keep their, their hold on politics. And they keep passing these fucking awful, horrible laws. And it's just depressing. One of the reasons I don't do as many of these religious bullshit videos anymore is because it's so fucking depressing. Nothing ever seems to change. Like, all this shit, is, it, it's, it's all, so much of the same stuff happens over and over again. It becomes repetitive, and it gets boring that I have to talk about the same stuff over and over again, but it's repetitive because nothing ever happens to these motherfuckers. They keep doing the same bad shit over and over and over again, and they're rewarded for it. Our society rewards bad behavior. It's just, I don't know. Anyway. James Dobson, if the Equality Act becomes law, Democrats will enslave us. This is another one freaking out against the Gay Equality Act. Uh, this is uh, focus on the family. I think this guy leads focus. I think that's what he does. Um, yeah, focus on the family founder. 
Anyway, he says, let me speak candidly and passionately to the people of faith throughout the United States of America. We must not remain silent as our historic liberties are gutted by Democrats and their friends in the LGBT movement. They will enslave us if they prevail. Yeah, dudes, we're really going to enslave you by making sure you don't fucking uh, discriminate against gay people. Oh, my God. We have to bake a cake for a gay wedding. We're enslaved. We're enslaved. No, you know what's enslaving people? It's uh, when you're forcing women to carry babies like incubators they don't want to carry, you know? When you force people to do something with their body they don't want to do, you know what that's called? Slavery. It's you motherfuckers who actually want to enslave people. Us Democrats caring about people, caring about trans people and minorities and gays and wanting the society to be equal for them. That's not enslaving anybody. If anything, that's making society more free and more equal for everybody. That's the opposite of slavery. But you're just trying to scare people. That's what Republicans always do. That's what conservatives always do. They try to scare people and frighten people into voting against their own best interest. And it works time and time again. Fear is an excellent fucking motivator. And you guys have wielded that with extreme precision, in my opinion. And a creationist think tank is launching a weird new anti-evolution video series. And apparently they got a big budget for this anti-evolution video series, and it's just so fucking cringe. The objective, scientific evidence, does not prove our universe is blind and purposeless. Okay, well, that's not really what the scientific method teaches anyway. The scientific method teaches, or the scientific theory anyway, is that starting at the Big Bang, a chain of reaction happened, and basically... uh, Everything is just the energy in the universe transitioning between one form and another. That's all it is. That's basically what time is. Time is just the uh, the calculation of the transition of this energy from one form and another, right? So, and the expansion of energy. So, it's not blind and purposeless. It has a purpose. It's a chain reaction. It's following the natural laws of the universe. So, anyway... It does not show we are simply meat machines. I mean, that's exactly what it shows. We are biological robots. We are meat machines. You don't have to like it, but that's exactly what we are. We are fucking robots made of meat. We have brains. Our brains are basically just biological computers. We run on an operating system that was uh, fed to us by our society through memetics. Memetics makes up our operating system. And um, we are biological machines. You don't have to like it, but it's the truth. It does not prove that that evolutionary mechanisms can completely account for the diversity of life on Earth. Yes, it does. There's been no evidence that evolutionary mechanisms don't completely account for all the diversity of life on Earth. If you have evidence to the contrary, you should write your scientific paper on it, and you should collect your million-dollar Nobel Prize. But you won't do that because you're a fucking moron. This is what they want you to think. I don't know who the fuck they is, but some of that's true, some of it's not. But anyway, I won't actually play this video for you, but they have a high budget making this shit. Christians always have plenty of money to try to brainwash people, try to brainwash the children, but it's not going to fucking work because, you know, science is what it is, and you don't have to like it, but it's reality. And here's another megachurch founder, and uh, so he was on a a motorcycle trip with a friend of his, and he basically asked a friend of his to kill his son-in-law, and it wasn't the first guy he asked to kill his son-in-law either. So let's see. Mueller said McDonald, a a celebrity pastor who was fired from Harvest Bible Chapel in February, asked him at least twice in 2018 if Mueller knew a hitman McDonald could hire. Mueller said he thought McDonald was joking at first, but during a conversation in December, Mueller said it became clear to him that McDonald was really serious. Similarly, Emmanuel Manny Bacour, a deacon at Harvest and former confidant of and volunteer bodyguard of McDonald's, said McDonald asked him in 2015 to kill McDonald's former son-in-law. Bacour added that McDonald offered to help him dispose of the body. So he's been trying to kill this motherfucker for a long time. So, 
Anyway, what was funny about this is that they're on a motorcycle uh, trip, him and this other dude, and they're going to the Creation Museum. So, they're, yeah, they're going to go see how Jesus and the, the Jesus dinosaurs created law life on Earth and how life is only 6,000 years old and on this way to celebrating their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is, you know, is love. God is love. He looks over at his friend and he's like, hey, before we go and see this, uh, all these exhibits telling us how good our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is, would you mind killing my son-in-law, please? Just murder the shell of him. I hope you hide the body, dude. And then we'll go visit, you know, the creationist man, the creationist man, learn about Jesus, and it'll all be cool and shit. But no, dude, nope. You're going to jail, and you should go to jail. You fucking idiot. And all these people are freaking out because, oh, uh, what is this? Albert? Is that the author? That's the name. It's a kid's cartoon about a little mouse. Apparently, a teacher on the children's cartoon is gay and got married to another gay dude. And people are freaking the fuck out. Alabama refused to even show the episode. Oh, hell no. We ain't showing fucking homosexuals. We ain't showing no fucking gay rabbits or gay rats or whatever the fuck it is. Um, how much of a snowflake can you possibly fucking be, dude, when you're scared of cartoons? Seriously. Parents, this is what they say. Parents have trusted Alabama public television for more than 50 years to prove to provide children's programming. Uh, programs that entertain, educate, and inspire. Director of the programming at APT, Mike McKenzie, said in an email. More importantly, although we strongly encourage parents to watch television with their children and talk about what they have learned afterwards, parents trust that their children can watch the APT without their supervision. We also know that children who are younger than the target audience for author also watch the program. So who gives a shit? Shouldn't you teach kids about homosexuality so they're not bigoted about it? So they know what the fuck's going on. So they understand how different sexualities work. What is the fucking problem here? This is educational television. We should be normalizing all this stuff. It is normal. It happens in the animal kingdom. And it happens in the human kingdom. It's nothing wrong with it. Kids should know all the fucking about it. Guys, quit being snowflakes. Seriously. Quit shielding your children from it. All you're doing is harming them. And last chance to get Super Chats in. Because it's the last story I'm going to cover today. We're already two hours and 45 minutes into this show. And last but not least... We're going to cover uh, this Alabama school board member. Let's investigate why kids don't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, I have a clue. Shouldn't it be a choice? I mean, isn't a pledge supposed to be voluntary? If it's not voluntary, then if it's mandatory, then what's the point of the pledge? It's just indoctrination, right? It's just making them repeat the same thing over and over again every day so that they love America. But, you know, that's not how it works. Kids have their own mind, and if they don't want to pledge something, then they shouldn't be forced to, right? That's just propaganda he says it concerns me as a parent that we are not standing for the pledge of allegiance who gives a fuck it's creepy as fuck standing for the pledge of allegiance the pledge of allegiance is creepy reciting the same thing over and over again is like a creepy cult okay we don't need to do that anymore we need to think for ourselves and if you don't want to pledge don't pledge maddox said as a board member i am telling my fellow board members i am fully planning to investigate that because it troubles me we'll investigate it all you want to but it's very simple it's because they don't fucking want to it's because it's creepy, you're creepy, and they should be allowed to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And you should mind your own fucking business, Chris Maddox. And so that's it for my religious bullshit stories. We'll finish up the show with Super Chats. Last of your chance to get Super Chats in. All questions will be read. Let's see, where are we at here? Uh, let me change my filter right quick. Change the filter for the end of the show. Let's see what filter I want for the end of the show. How about a burger? I'm a burger now. Yo, I'm a fucking burger, dudes. Welcome to the fucking future. This is what they fought for in all the wars. This is what our freedom was all about, right? So we could be burgers. 
Um, let's see. I wouldn't ban trolls. We can just ignore them. Okay, it's just Ross says, don't ban the trolls. That's my thought, too. My thought was that anybody can say anything they want to me that they want to because I can take it. Like, I don't give a shit. But I don't want your guys' experience to be bad, so I wanted to listen to you guys' experience. But for the most part, I think you just ignore them. Um, I agree. Sure, God's all-powerful, but does he have lips? I don't know. He may have flaming lips. That would be my guess. If he had lips, they'd probably be DSLs, though. God has those big, beautiful DSLs. Some dick-sucking lips. Hell yeah. Uh, $5 from Jeram says, Dusty, unborn babies, unborn babies people, look at pictures of them. I agree your stance that conservatives, hypocritical, not caring about them after they're born. Uh, I kind of know what you're talking about. But yes, you're right. Conservatives don't give a shit about you. The moment you're born, it's like they don't care about the social safety nets. They don't care about the birth control to make sure that you don't have these babies that need to be aborted. Uh, they don't care about the laws that put certain people in jail for uh, being born without, 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 without the same opportunities other people have been born with. So they don't care about any of that shit. But uh, yeah, when it comes to unborn babies, they're, they're all for it, aren't they? Let's just do it. Anyway. Uh, sorry, I got distracted there for a second. I hear something in the background. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, Dude217 gave me $3 Canadian. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. HS Ross gave me another $5. We need better public housing to help everyone escape homelessness. In the Canadian context, see, the state of homelessness in Canada. Yeah, there's literally like more empty houses in this country than there are homeless people. They're like five times more empty houses in this country than homeless people. So we could solve homelessness very easily in this country if we wanted to. It's just that there's no will to do it. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, it's a capitalist country and everything is broken to a, down to a dollar sign. Everybody is a fucking dollar sign. And so uh, it's just not financially feasible to help homeless people in this country. So fuck them, right? That's a Christian nation for you. Don't give a fuck. Uh, Beast Nation gave me $5. Drunk conservative Christian state representative snaps and knocks out his wife. But remember, good people don't smoke marijuana. Yeah, right? Alcohol. That's another thing about alcohol. It's, it's such a dirty fucking drug, man. Not only does it make you sloppy, but it makes you behave in ways that you would not behave as if you weren't drunk. Like people say, no, alcohol just makes you act like you normally would act, but it just lowers those filters. But no, it definitely makes you act like ways you wouldn't normally act. Like I'm pretty sure if this guy was sober, he wouldn't be fucking punching his wife and shit. So I don't know. I would avoid alcohol if I was you guys, but like I'm not your dad, so do whatever the fuck you want to do. $2 from Ethan Davenport. Can we nuke Alabama? Maybe they could secede from the Union, be their own little country. Um, but they wouldn't survive very long because, like Mississippi, all these southern states, all these really conservative southern states, they're the ones that take the most amount of welfare from the government. They're the ones that get all the uh, government subsidies. And uh, for every dollar they like put into the United States tax system, they take way, way, way more than they put in. So they would not survive very well if they were their own country, so they better, like, straighten up and fly right before we boot them boot their asses out of the country hs roth another five dollars vast majority of abortions are performed before the fetal capacity for consciousness at 22 to 24 weeks for a good debate on abortion see ben burgess vids okay i'll check out ben burgess vids and yes uh most of the abortions take place well before uh, the baby's brain forms well enough to understand what the fuck's going on it, it, even like late-term abortions which i'm not a fan of i doubt very much the babies know what's going on then or not either. But especially ones at 22 to 24 weeks don't know what the fuck's going on and they're just replicating cells. I hate to be gross or uh, insensitive, but very much like cancer cells. And so getting rid of them is no big deal in my opinion. That's just me. 
Beast Nation 2009 says, I have the First Amendment right to force you to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Isn't that called forced speech? Uh, yes, that's exactly what they want to do. They want to force you to say it. and because, Like saying the, the Pledge of Allegiance over and over makes you feel that way. Like I said it, I have to do it now. I pledge the allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. It's the republic which it stands and all that good shit. Now I totally am all gung-ho for America, right? America, fuck yeah. But no, if anything, it just makes these kids mad at America. Makes them think it's shitty that they have to stand up there and say the same boring pledge every fucking day of their lives. That's why they don't want to fucking do it. Surely you're a veggie burger. Uh, Definitely would be a veggie burger. I'm a bean burger. Bean burgers are good as fuck. Highly recommended. And uh, let's see. I'll turn the filters off. I'll just finish the show as myself. It's me. What's up, dudes? All right, well, that's the end of the show, guys. I definitely appreciate you guys joining us. Another awesome show. Please consider supporting me on Patreon. Patreon for Chess Podcast. Be really great if you guys. If I get up to fifteen hundred dollars, I would do another show. I do a Wednesday show earlier for my European crew. And uh, <sighs> please support me, guys. I need the help. Not making much money doing this. I want to continue doing this show because I'm having a lot of fun. But I need your help to do it. So you know, a dollar or two, five dollars a month, whatever you can help me out with, much appreciated. And uh, I will be back Monday. No filters on Monday. Filters only on Friday. I will be back Monday at eight p.m. Central, nine Eastern. Until then, I love you guys. I thank you so much for joining me. I will see you soon. And as always, till next time, say it with me, motherfuckers. Logic. Fuck yes. Later, guys. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. Good night.